Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I'm Justin Giorgio, and as always, <laughs> by Kyle Price and the man in the middle, Tim Buck, too. The, uh, the cream to this Oreo sandwich right here, our boy. The ladies love him. We love to laugh with him. That's our man. Look at him. He's, it's like he's sitting right next to me. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> we have the whole gang back together today. We are happy to have Kyle back from Vegas. He survived. I did survive, barely, but I'm here. <laughs> My liver did not. My liver was still behind in Vegas right now. He lost his liver in luggage. It's crazy. That's rough. Um, yeah, welcome to Talk About Balls, though. We are here. We are going to talk about how shitty it is to be a Cleveland sports fan right now because things are not going great. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not fun. It's been a rough, what, two weeks, give or take? I mean, the Cavs are on a, a, hot, a long losing streak. The, the Browns had a bye, came back, and got embarrassed. Um, Guardians haven't played in, in a month and a half or whatever. It's just not a fun time to be a Cleveland sports fan right There's now. There's really not much going on in Cleveland to be excited about. No, not at all. It's I mean, there is. It's the Deshaun Watson return. To That's practice. it. That's all I have. I mean, even then, he's coming back in two weeks. After two more games, I have to suffer through with – I don't, I don't want to say suffer because Jacoby Brissett deserves all the credit in the world. He's played very well. But – I mean, I'm excited to see a franchise quarterback. He's done. He's done great for a backup quarterback. What we want. That just shows you again how great Kevin Stefanski is. He makes backup quarterbacks look like fully functioning NFL, sometimes debated franchise quarterbacks. It'd be great if he can make the rest of his team wrongly so fully functional NFL team. Nick Chubb. He's got Nick Chubb. That's all he cares. Quarterback Nick Chubb. That's all Kevin Stefanski needs to worry about, especially according to Browns fans. You ask any (laughs) Browns fan, that's all the Browns need is Nick Chubb. So. I think Savansky's doing something, right? Nick Chubb's arguably the best back in football. Oh, absolutely. So that's something. Well, I think even Derrick Henry said that Nick Chubb's the best running back. He did, yeah. The Monday night game, they, they were like, Derrick, as the best running back in football, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa that's Nick Chubb. <laughs> and they're like, all right, you, you come correct when you talk about Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like the Cavs started off, what, 8-1, and, and then the last, what, four games? Is, well, I mean, they've been closer games. They haven't been blowouts, but still, it's just been. Yeah, it's still been bad. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more in depth, but we're going to start off on a positive note. Positive notes? Positive note. We have one. We have one. Okay, we have one positive thing to talk about. That's, that's, that's literally it. We have one. That's Tito Francona, manager of the year. Coach of the year. Coach, coach. of the He's year. He's the best coach in Cleveland. Best coach in Cleveland. Uh, manager of the year, though, he wins it. Obviously, the Guardians <laughs> really overachieved this year. Um, that's putting it mildly. And, you know, for all the shit that I talked about the team, and I, I wanted to make sure I got this point across. That's so good thing I'm getting it out now before I forget. Um Nothing against Tito Francona. I love that guy. I think he's the best manager in baseball history, in my opinion. I, I, what he can do with the team is fantastic. Uh, the way he can take this young Guardians roster and he makes them a contender year after year. Um, and the players. Yeah. No ill will towards the players from my perspective. Um, some guys are not good, like Austin Hedges, automatic out. You've got Miles Straw, automatic out. I don't even fault those guys for the fact that they're only here because the Dolans have a tight pocketbook. Right. And that's what really irritates me with Tito Francona. Great manager. This is his, what, third manager of the year award, second with Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. I think that he got one correct. in Boston. Yeah, I saw that yesterday, yeah. He, he's obviously great if they threw a little bit of money. And I'm not saying go crazy and give somebody like, you know, go get a Bryce Harper or a, a Manny Machado or, or, or even pay Lindor the 100-something, you know, $300 million, whatever. All I'm saying is if they gave our front office who – is clearly really good at what they do. They're very good at their jobs, finding talent, getting the most out of players. Imagine if they had a little bit of money to spend on that. They could then take the take the next level to get even better players. How do you think he'd coach the Yankees roster? Like, what do you think he'd do with that? that roster? I think he would manage them very well. 
<laughs> but no, seriously, though, you're right. Though, if you gave if you gave him just a little bit more of an oomph, like a little boost to the payroll, some more uh, all around good players, not just one sided. Like you you mentioned, Straw, like horrible at the plate, but, but gold glove center gold fielder. glove center fielder. So like you're giving him this half and half players, um, and he's making makes the, the best, best out of can, it. You know? He he truly makes, as the saying goes, he's making chicken salad out of chicken shit, as the <laughs> saying goes. That's exactly what Tito Francona does with this roster, and he's great. That's why he won the award. Yeah, it's just it's amazing to me. I think he kind of called this a, a couple months ago. That he deserved to get it because he. I said, it, yeah, if they make the playoffs, he's he's a lock. So I think. many call ups and so many send downs, so many changes from AAA to MLB to what he's dealing with. I mean, what he had to deal with day in and day out, the rosters he had to put together. I mean, it's amazing that they won what they won with what he had. And I mean, the only like consistent words, you know, Ramirez, and then you had your, you know, just all these like just players who were like the solid, like, you know, he's hitting in that spot. You know, he's there every day. He's in that position every day. Everything else was kind of like a crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a baseball fan, but I'm not a diehard. And even me, when, when we called up Stephen Kwan, everybody should remember this. I, I didn't know his name. Like I and literally forgot his name. Like, I'm like, yeah, there's some, there's some Quan guy who's playing left field that Tito's like kind of hyping up a little bit. This was like the day the season was starting and I didn't even know who he was. Who and the fuck is that guy? That's honestly what I did. It was the beginning of major league. We are like, who the fuck? I had no clue. And he came out and played great. Uh, we had the record for like the most rookies to make, to, to win the division. Yeah, we're the youngest team in baseball still. And, and that's all a testament to Tito, the way he was able to like turn these young kids into professional baseball players. Mm -hmm. In, in a season, during a season, too, because a lot of these guys were called up while it already started. Right. So it's not like he had all off season to get to know them and to gel uh, all of spring training. This was kind of like, fuck it, let's see what happens. And as we went along, we made some changes. And again, I don't blame the players. I don't blame. Obviously, I love Tito. Um, but I just imagine if this front office there, if, if the owners gave the front office a little bit more to work with. And now we're we have, clearly a championship contender. And now we have a uh, this team. Pretty much, I understand it's all coming back. There's nobody we're losing. Um, you just have to. Hope I mean, and, some hope not nobody big. I mean, Austin Hedges is a free agent, so they're either going to have to replace the catcher, or we're going to be going with Bo Naylor, right? Who's going to be a young guy well, that well, you Bo, just, he's been doing great, and uh, he was good in the minor league. leagues yeah, for he's sure. Done, he's done well. I think he might be a decent midseason call up potentially. Or you, I mean, he was on the we'll he was on the big league roster for most of last year. He'll probably just stay. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's our starting catcher. Truthfully, sure. well, we, we don't have anybody that's else. A position we need help at. So yeah, Austin Hedges is a free agent. I doubt they bring him back. Um, Do you think the Dolans spend a little bit of money next year? I mean, the one person I thought I think we both kind of talked about it was. Um, what's his face from New York potentially coming here? I know if we, they wanted to throw money at him. Um, dude from Chicago went to the Cubs. Went to New oh, York. Rizzo. He just signed. Rizzo. He stayed. He just, I know, yeah. I know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. That was the one person I thought maybe, just maybe they could throw some money I at. mean, we need a DH. We need a legitimate DH. Yeah. So this is a situation where you look at somebody that's kind of older. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't even know. Like, I, I just remember, I don't want this guy by any stretch. Let me preface with that. But I saw Matt Carpenter is a free agent who, who was the – he was basically a – uh, the, the first guy off the bench for the Yankees, they'd call him out in, in cr clutch situations. He had a lot of home runs last year by only batting maybe once a week. Right. Um, what's 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 Puig up to? We can bring him back. I think he is a used car salesman in the Dominican right now. Oh. I don't think he's going to be coming up to play in the majors anytime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, could be anybody. We could make a trade. There were a ton of trades today, trades yesterday by the Guardians, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I just wanted to start the show on a positive note, though, and talk about Tito. It's all downhill from here, folks. And then, yeah, now <laughs> the snow is falling, and it is downhill. We are going into the into the the sad part. We're going okay, into the upside just, down. Let's just jump right into the upside down right away. Let's do it. Uh, 
The Browns. All right, we got to talk about it. It's <laughs> fucking embarrassing. It was a shitty game. It was really bad. I had a great time during this game, though, because I don't remember watching much of it. So I had a great time for, like, the first half. Yeah. First half was really cool. I, I remember being excited. We we got the touchdown right away. We stopped him on a fourth down drive. A well-scripted first drive. I'm like, you fuck, say. yeah. I, I'm yelling in my basement. I'm excited. And then, then all the fun was just gone. It was just sucked out of the room. I, I just sat there quietly. Even Tara, eventually, she's like, How'd the Browns do? Because she's like, I, you're not making any noise down here. I'm like, that's exactly how it went. Oh, I thought I, she was probably being a smart ass. Like, no, no, no. She literally she asked, knew like, that the Browns were horrible and just asked. She, no, she just randomly, when I came upstairs to like go to the bathroom or grab food or whatever, she's like, how'd it go? I'm like, how do you fucking think? We got we got destroyed. Dude, the, the amount of run lanes that the Miami Dolphins, uh, uh, Miami Dolphins offensive line opened up was... I, I could have got positive yardage that day. Like, yeah, our, I mean, our run defense was olaying every fucking thing that and, was going on. And let me start this by saying, first off, the Dolphins are no joke. There's sure. a lot of people that saw us get, get embarrassed by them, and they're acting like we lost to the Dolphins of, like, five years ago or, you know, a few years ago that weren't very good. This Dolphins team is 7-3 and three now. They obviously have a, one of the best dynamic offenses in football. Their defense is kind of shitty. And then – they have Mike McDaniel, who came from San Francisco. This is another thing where I had a lot of people texting me, and they're like, "Why does our run defense look like this? This is this is embarrassing." And I'm like, "Yes, it is." But remember, Mike McDaniel was the run game specialist for San Francisco, mm -hmm. who's known for having great running games. That guy knows what he's doing. He literally looked at our defense and said, "Their run defense isn't good. This is how we're going to expose it." And they fucking exposed Joe Woods' defense. Yeah, but we still should have had a better chance at slowing this team down a little bit, especially with I the mean, defense we played the last two weeks coming into this. But this week, you got to take into consideration how many guys were out. I mean, our linebackers, there were guys I literally looked at and went, who the fuck is that? Oh, we're back to this, man? So Truly. I mean, besides <laughs> Taki Taki and Deion Jones, who Taki Taki is a career backup, and he should be that way. He's a special teamer at best. Um, Sione Taki Taki was one of our starters because of injuries. Uh, Deion Jones. He's been playing well. I mean, he's making tackles, doing what you ask of him and for a seventh-round trade that we made, so nothing crazy there. Then we had another guy playing. I want to say he was, like, number 41. I really don't even remember who the fuck, what the fuck his number was. Unknown player. Unknown guy. He's out there on almost every snap. I remember somebody tweeted who our linebackers were on one play that we got destroyed, and everyone's like, no wonder we're getting killed. Like, that's who we have to put out there at linebacker. We have nothing but bumps. Um, defensive tackle, obviously. That was the thing we talked about well into the in, in the beginning of the offseason. Um, if we didn't make the Deshaun Watson trade, I wanted, uh, what's his name? Jordan Davis from Georgia who, yeah. who he's hurt right now, but when he's healthy is the run stopping defensive tackle for Philadelphia that we could have used. Um, we didn't really address the position that well. And we talked about it all off season of like defensive tackle. You need to get somebody to help out miles Garrett and Andrew Barry didn't do that. So that's on him. I just can't, I, I, I for sure thought that we would address that maybe during a trade. Yeah. You know, but I guess they saw nobody out there they were, that was worth going after or signing. Because there's a lot of defensive tackles out there we could have brought back. Sheldon Day we could have brought back. You know, we could have brought him in. You know, we could have gone after the Sheldon Richardson. Sue. Richardson, sorry. We could have brought uh, Sue yeah, in. Sue's something. available but, but still. But the thing is, I guess that we're just not seeing up, Dave? anything. We got How's two, Vegas, my man? We got two Daves in the chat. We got a YouTube Dave and a Facebook Dave. Which one next up is Mormon Dave? Because Dave's been in Utah for a while. I'm, I'm worried about that. Dave I was very has, worried about that last Dave week. Has three wives already. That's what I'm. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that part of it. That's the only good thing about being a Mormon, I think. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the defense we knew going into it. The Andrew Barry does not take a, a priority on running on, on stopping the run, and it's funny because somebody put a stat out yesterday and they said the top three running backs in football were 
I forgot exactly what the stats were, but it was like three of the top running backs are Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and I forgot who the other one was that are like some of the most used backs. And all those teams have losing records. So people are like, for everyone saying you need to run the ball to win, clearly that's not how the NFL is formulated. Yeah, I think we what we ran twenty four times on Sunday. So yeah, I mean it's typical of the Browns to run between twenty to thirty times a game. Um, we just and we had sound like we couldn't run. We were averaging like five five and a half yards per run. So we were moving the ball in chunks, yeah. but it wasn't like the explosive game we thought we'd get out of Chubb or or Hunt. But no, I mean pretty much they did pretty well. At Chubb got down. Chubb got locked up up so until that thirty three yard touchdown. That was right. his biggest run. I mean, up, and, and he then ended, he ended up with sixty yards. On the day. And our offense overall looked like shit. Uh, the offensive line was banged up. Thank you, Dave. Dave got us some IPAs coming back. I think it was from Lazy Dog, if I'm not mistaken. He said. Um, if they're cold, we'll crack those on air next week. That sounds like a plan to me. If you're if you're back in town, I don't know how long. I think Dave's moving to Vegas. No, he's got to be back on Friday for the show. I would no, think. No, I saw him stand outside of the unions. Unions. I saw that he's putting, applying for a job. Chipper told him to put an application, and Chipper's trying to get him the hell out of here. He was like, "Stay the fuck out." Chipper was roasting him, man. It was kind of funny. Uh, I never, I don't know Chipper for being funny, but that was actually pretty good. <laughs> but, but yeah, overall, I mean, even the offense, you've got Wyatt Teller's first game back from injury. Yeah, he was banged up. He kept getting subbed out. Uh, Jack Conklin is obviously in, injured, so he's not playing his best. He kept getting called for penalties and shit like that and kept getting blown blown by. Jedrick Wills didn't have a very good game. The offensive line overall did not play well. Um, I mean, Brissette did well. I mean, uh, Brissette did as good people as you can. Jones did. I mean, people this season, People Jones is coming into his own. We both kind of kind of called that and said, this has to be the year he does this. And I think it's even going to get better because if you remember the first drive when we had that deep pass to him from Brissette, he, oh, he trailed back. It was an ball. underthrown ball. Yeah. A guy, you know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to harp and, and make it sound like I'm bashing Jacoby Brissett by any stretch. He's a backup quarterback. He's good. He, he does what he can. Um, he doesn't have a strong arm. Deshaun yeah. Watson does. Deshaun Watson, I like to think, is going to throw that ball perfectly in stride, and Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to moonwalk into the end zone. I hope so. I hope that I'm, I'm really getting pumped for the return of Watson. I just hope that there's not going to be a lot of this rust and like slow starts and stuff because I feel he's going to be so scrutinized for every fucking play he has. People aren't going to worry about the fact he hasn't played in two years. Well, I mean, if he comes out and, like, we're playing the Texans the first game. The Texans are a very bad team. We realistically should win that game. Yeah. I mean, I'm calling that right now. I'm probably going to be picking the Browns to win in two weeks. However, if Watson goes, like, 12 of 21 for, like, 150 yards because they're kind of slowly easing him, yeah. easing him back, Fans are going to be like, we fucking traded a first round pick for this. They won't even care you if we already, win the game. You already hear. Yeah, I already know. Right there's now. gonna. I'm going to have to, and I know this because this is what I do. I defend people that I like in sports. I like Deshaun Watson. I, I always did before the allegations. I watched you and I talked about how badly I wanted him in Cleveland. Um, you called for him like two years. I did. I've wanted Deshaun Watson for a long time. So I am going to die on that hill of Deshaun right, Watson. I think you paid for all the, the massages so he got out of Houston so we had a chance to get him. If I did that, I would have gotten a couple myself. So it definitely wasn't me. I wouldn't have wasted the money on somebody else. Um, but no, I'm excited for him to come back. And I am, I'm already prepared to defend him. I know there are going to be people that like, again, the first quarter, if he's two of five passing and we don't have any touchdowns, people are going to just bitch, moan. Well, you saw the They're going to expect he needs to show up and be great immediately or it's over. His preseason game where he did not look good. I mean, it was yeah. preseason, but. He, Which the other funny thing about that too is people just bitched about that. Too. They bitched about it, but you could tell they didn't actually watch what was happening because we had drops from Anthony Schwartz. You had the one play where he over he threw it, and Anthony Schwartz was running the wrong route, and you could tell Watson was vis visibly pissed. He was like bitching that like you're you're supposed to be here. Why are you over there? Yeah. And Browns fans were like Watson sucks. He's rusty. It's like I got, I got excited. The one he roll, knows what he's doing. The, he didn't, the he, rollout that he had where he had nobody. He bro broke out so quickly. No one yeah. was in front of him. Like oh Jesus Christ. He and he threw it, and Schwartz fucking dropped yeah, it. Yeah. 
So I'm excited for it. Though. And that's the other funny thing is that everyone just goes back to that. They go look at his preseason game. He looked like shit. The preseason game, he had no starters playing, no Njoku. Actually, maybe Njoku was there. I don't remember, but no Nick Chubb, no Amari Cooper. He had nobody to play with. He's playing with all the backups, and fans are still going, he needs to be great. Yeah, people, people's Jones and uh, Cooper, I think he's probably salivating at the chance to keep it in that game right now because either one of those players can get down the field quickly. How many times has people's Jones had to turn around and stop to catch a ball from Brissett? I guess I didn't realize how fast he was. Fast as fuck. He really he, his route running has gotten so much better this year. Like yep. off the line, he's getting free yep. off of those uh, press coverages and breaking down the field. He's quick as fuck. He's extremely quick. Yeah. Boy. Yes, damn right he is, man. He's got those fucking PF flyers on. I and he's feel like every smoking. time you make a comment, your head needs to like just like pop up. And yeah, I need. I need my my Tim bobblehead in the middle when you're like, like boom, say something. Like just pop in and go like bitch, and then just disappear. I love that. <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm excited for Watson to come back. I mean, this Dolphins game, I don't even want to recap it. I hated it so much. It was no, just I just don't want to talk about it. I mean, it's it's weird. Our, our secondary actually played decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only so much you could do against Tyreek Hill. There were passes sometimes where. No bullshit. The ball was thrown mm-hmm. before Tyreek Hill even turned around. Their timing is just immaculate. Right. And so there's there's nothing you could do defensively. Right. Um, the, the other guy, number 14, whatever the fuck his name was, that caught like a touchdown against us. He killed us. Waddle? Uh, no, Waddle's 17, I think. Oh, oh, yeah. It was the guy that caught the touchdown. I can't remember his name. But um, he, he destroyed Martin Emerson. But Tua also had some brilliant throws. Like the one touchdown in the back of the end zone was just a perfect throw. Emerson, really nothing he could do about it. Was it a push-off? Offensive pass interference? I think so. If you're going to call it on Amari Cooper like they did, damn right. If you're going to call it on Amari Cooper like they did, you better call that shit on this guy that I don't even know his fucking name. But they didn't because it's, you know, the Browns were getting smoked anyway. The NFL doesn't care. Um, it's an ugly game, though. I mean, overall, it was there's nothing good to talk about from that game. I, I, I'll i be honest. I had the Browns in my parlay bet. Yeah. Maybe pull out a chance. I mean, I picked the Dolphins. I knew I knew this was coming. I just didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah, I, I, my, I get excited. I made the parlay bet. I'm like, oh, shit, $25. It's $2,400. It's great. It's, and the Browns shattered away. Because, I mean, they weren't underdogs. That definitely helped your odds or helped the payout a little bit. That's what bit, I was thinking. I'm like, I'm going to walk into Cleveland as a that, Cleveland fan, walk, walk out with some money. In the why pocket. they were underdogs. Yeah, so. Um, shitty game. What were we saying, Tim? I'm sorry. I definitely thought the Browns No, no, I had I had no faith. I, I'm back to the no faith train on this team, but we'll see what happens with them. They looked like shit in every aspect. I'm not I'm not going to blame Nick Chubb, but that fumble was a was a killer. They did never, he never fumbles. That's why I'm not going to. I mean, fumbles that was, like the, that was like the perfect punch. I remember watching the replay um, that night back at the hotel room before we got on the plane. Just. This, he that guy came around and perfectly punched it like right. At yeah, I mean, right Chubb was like he was going right through a hole. Probably didn't even think anybody could get a hand on him, and yeah. the guy just punched it right through. So yeah. there's really, I mean, nothing again, you can do about that. Nothing you can do. I'm not blaming Chubb. The funny thing that I saw was were people that were saying, um, they were they were defending Nick Chubb because they already know how Browns fans are, and they're basically like, guys, everybody fumbles. Yep. It, it happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens. And that's the crazy thing about Browns fans is like they don't understand that like mistakes happen. Nobody's perfect. Even the best quarterback of all time throws interceptions. You know what I mean? And, and fans still wanted to bitch about Nick Chubb. And then you, they one week we don't use him enough. The next week he's the reason we lose because he fumbles. The fans just you can't make them happy. Right. And I, I Browns fans. I, I'm, I'm over them. I really I am. I've been trying to tell everybody that Browns fans are the dumbest. I've been saying that for a long time, and I, I stand by it. They just are. They, they're so fucking simple-minded. Right, we're trying to build our Cleveland audience base here. You guys are all fucking stupid. I want them to come here because they need to learn. <laughs> they got to come here to learn. I'll, I'll gladly teach them about being a real fan and understanding football. Because that's the other thing, too, is like you had mentioned, I'm, I don't mean you by any stretch when I say this, 
but you had mentioned that we were averaging like the five yards of carry. And that's a, that's a thing that Browns fans say all the time. They'll always say when it's third and one, why don't you give the ball to Nick Chubb? Cause we average five yards of carry. Mm-hmm. The five yards of carry is just the overall yardage divided sure. by, uh, or the overall carries divided by yardage and shit like that, or yards divided by carries. I'm sorry. Um, it doesn't explain the actual in-depth analytics that the Browns have people making a lot of money to understand the, the five yards of carry is not factoring in which down it is, mm-hmm. the distance of the down, et cetera. Those are really, those are honestly things that, that real NFL teams take into consideration. So if you are in a third and one, the defense is probably thinking 90% chance you're going to run the ball. So they're going to stack the box. They're going to play the defense that Miami played on Sunday right. where they stacked everything. That's why the Browns like to throw the ball occasionally on third and one because they're going against a run defense and they're going, fuck it. They're going to play the run. We're going to throw the ball here. That's smart football. When they're playing run, you go pass, vice versa. That's how you win football games. You, it's a chess match. Browns fans don't understand that. They just think every time Nick Chubb touches the ball, you're going to get five yards guaranteed. Even though I've watched Nick Chubb not get five yards multiple times, Browns fans don't understand that. Yeah, more, more so my point that was the fact that that's our No, I understood you. Year. You saying it just made me think yeah, of fans saying is, that. Well, my point was that we're doing what we're, we've done every game. Is we're yeah. moving the ball. The, yeah. the ball is going the same distance. We're, we're touching the ball 24, 20 to 25 times. We're averaging at five some yards. That's what we've been doing every game this year. We that's staying the same. And what's what's different is our defense does this every game. Yeah, we we this week we played a team that offensively I knew we weren't gonna be able to keep up with. Their right. offense is just too good. I love I love Denzel Ward. I love Greg Newsom, but these are guys that I know are not gonna be able to cover Waddle. They're not gonna be able to cover Tyreek Hill. I did not expect our run defense to be as piss poor as it was. Yeah. I mean, it was truly embarrassing. It looks like they quit. That's why the title of the show is the losers, because the Browns played like a bunch of fucking losers on Sunday. They had no heart. Uh, it was just embarrassing. Did you see the uh, comment of uh, Miles Garrett after the game? Like the whole direction comment that he was talking about? Like, um, I saw some snippets on Twitter. I didn't really like, see. I just, I heard quotes. I heard me. I heard parts of it, and you know, people are of course dissecting what he's saying. And and then there's people out there who I guess someone made a highlight video of like his every single play he did on Sunday, and people are calling him out saying you know he's quitting on certain plays and whatnot. And, and I'm I'm like I, this is a boat that I don't want to rock like with with. And because we, we, I've seen this before. It goes back to the stupidity of Browns fans. Yes. It's like we did this with Odell. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that Miles' dad's out there or someone's out there making, but we just stop. Whatever, you know. Of course, the man's going to give up in some plays. If the plays go into the other end of the other side of the field, of course he's not going to run across the field. He's not going to catch that player. Why? Why risk injury? Right. You know, he did he get to the quarterback? No, but he was also going against a three-time Pro Bowl left tackle. That was slowing him down a lot that day. And on top and of let's it, get, he's getting fucking doubled. It's 120 degrees on the field. You probably. see the difference between the yeah. temperature on each side. They, they did that specifically to do that. Like the home, the home sideline is in the shade. Yeah. The opponent sideline is directly in the sun. They yeah. said the difference was like 20 degrees That's at insane. least. Uh, One side they wear the other side is 105. The home team, the Dolphins, they're going to wear white because it's lighter to play with. The Browns had to wear dark brown. Yeah. So they're they're wearing you're wearing football padding, helmets. You're wearing dark colors. You're sitting directly into the sun. Even the the highest level of athlete is going to get fucking tired. Yeah. yeah. And then Miles Garrett's out there getting double triple team. It's an I'd love to see any Browns fan in the middle of summer. Even it doesn't even have to be as hot as Miami with the humidity. Try to try to just put forth one workout that Miles Garrett would put in. You'll die. This guy had to go out there and play a football game, and you're going. He quits. He's lazy. Look at him out there. I can successfully roll a Porsche if I wanted to. Though. I can do that. Hundred percent. I can do that. No question too. about it. So I can do one thing. I'm about the same height as Miles Garrett, so I, <laughs> I would fit in one just as poorly. 
like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I drive it like I'm playing like a video game, like at a Dave and Buster's. Like, uh, one of those like Harleys that gets way up here. You drive it. Yeah. That's how he drove it. I mean, he definitely hit himself a fucking banana peel or got hit with a shell. So we go. I would love to see it. <laughs> we're Actually, taking yes. next time acceptance. when we're at the uh, <laughs> when we're at the Piston Powered Autorama, you're getting into a smart car or something. We're gonna, we're, gonna walk, we're gonna walk around and find a Porsche or a smart car, like you said. We're gonna shove your ass in one. If Dave can get us the speakers that go outward, I'm gonna tell him we need to make sure that <laughs> we find the smallest car here. Tim's getting in it. We can do like a raffle, like we'll take money on it. Like oh yeah. If somebody's willing to to lend us their smallest car for Tim to get in, they can come on the show. We'll give them a little free publicity. We'll put some odds on it. We'll start Somebody. that. We'll start that petition right now. We're doing that. But uh, so I could probably get in it. Uh, getting out would be the problem. That's why well, we need to find somebody. That. Yeah, that's that's. I'll get you in. I'm walking away. I sorry, Tim, buddy. <laughs> that's a you problem. <laughs> I'll help you in. If not, you're living in that car, I guess, forever. I don't know what to tell I'll, you. I'll put a I'll put a drink in there for you. I'll maybe a French fry. I'll go, I'll happily go to the post office and change your address to living in that car if that's what it takes. <laughs> Wait, let's move on from that because that was a. It was uh, overall ugly. I mean, when you when when the game ends and you have fans bashing your best talented players. Yes. I mean, there was Nick Chubb hate because of the fumble. There was Miles Garrett hate because of how tired he was just from getting his ass kicked all day because, I mean, our defense was terrible. Um, that's when you know things are really bad with the fan base. The other thing, too, is, like, I, I, I don't really get what did Browns fans expect with Jacoby Brissett. I'm not – he's played wonderfully. I know our defense has been very, very disappointing this year. Did we ever put bets out there what we thought the record would be? be by going into Tron. I think I had us at like five or six wins, which we like, realistically should have been about there. Was it like five and seven or something like that? I think it would be he's got a, he's out eleven games. I think I had six and five. Six and five. Okay. I think I had six and five or five and six were my two guesses for like about where we would be. I, 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 I wanted I to be four, around five hundred. Seven sticks up so I think four and seven is what I had. Yeah. I, I knew if we were around in which one more win and we're there. Right. right. I mean it's not that hard. Tampa Bay is not the unbeatable dominant machine that they used to be when they won a Super Bowl two years ago. They are a very, keep very to, keep throwing to Brady. That'd be great. That's... Yeah, I love that play. By all means, try that again. Um, their their run game, Leonard Fournette's banged up. So their offensive line's trash. Yeah, their offensive line is super fucked up. They've lost, I think, at least two centers in the offseason alone. Um, not that so we they're a beatable to them, team. But I mean, yeah, it's trash. We're thinking too far ahead. I mean, we're, we got we got another game this week to talk about, but. Um, potentially, it's going to be ugly. Could be, but I mean, yeah, I, I wanted us to be around 500. I just wanted to stay above water. Was all I said this whole time. I'm like, if we can just kind of stay there. The other funny thing too is that Browns fans, again, they must be stupid. I don't understand why they don't understand. Can we just put a logo up here, like in a corner that says, "Yeah, Browns fans you know." What, before the show, I talked to Tim. I'm pulling back the curtain here. I talked to Tim about putting a, a rolling thing at the bottom, a scroll. That would put up our social media information, stuff like that. I'm just going to change it to put Browns fans are fucking idiots. And it's just going to scroll across while I talk about the Browns. But in all seriousness, one thing that they need to realize is, yes, the division is probably out of reach. Baltimore has got too big of a lead. Their schedule is one of the easiest in football to end the year. I don't know if you've seen it. Baltimore is a very easy schedule. Um, so the, I, I don't think the division is, is obtainable. However, wild card spots are there. Yeah. Browns fans, like, forget about the wild card. If you watch the rest of the NFL, there are no teams killing it right now. I think the Jets are what six and three. I think. Uh, yes. We're three. three and six. Three game difference. If the Jets get cold and they lose a couple of games, I think the Chargers are like five and four. Two game difference between the Browns. Like 
a wild card spot is really not that far away. If we can get one win out of these next two weeks, then Watson comes back. Six or three. I still can't. I, it, it makes no sense to me. I, they're such a weird fucking team because they're. Them and the Giants both having the weirdest years ever. The Giants, I can kind of understand because they have coach some right there coming up. Yeah, uh, Sean McDermott, head coach of the Giants. <laughs> On record, I said Dable first. So. <laughs> you said the Bills coach. There we go. Browns fans are stupid. I love it. They really are, but. They like forget that there's a wild card option out there. Again, I get it. It's a pipe dream. It's wishful thinking. Our team looks terrible we right now. We have to go undefeated with Watson. Even back. even just the 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 word. I feel like Jim Mora. The word playoffs. We go playoffs. Are you kidding me? One playoffs with this team. That's, that's truly how I feel right now with the Browns. But from a realistic standpoint, all it takes is you know I don't wish injuries on anybody, but it takes a couple AFC teams to have an injury. A couple teams lose a few weeks. Browns can climb a ladder. Not that difficult. And our second half schedule, which looked really fucking tough, doesn't got, seem that tough anymore. Easier as year went on. Because you're going with Watson coming back. I don't have the schedule off the top of my head, but I know it's Houston. Uh, we're going to play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. With Watson, we destroyed the Bengals with Brissett. We lost within a field goal, I think. I think it was three points against the Ravens. You like to think Deshaun Watson's going to add a little factor to the team. We could maybe overcome that three-point deficit. We play the Steelers, who are asked. So we got the Bills this week. Yep, we got the Bucks next week. Yep, we got the Texans the week after. Now that's which should, should be a win. We go into the Bengals, which we've owned. We've Joe Burrow cannot beat us. We just whooped them with with uh, what's his face, Jacoby Brissett. So with Watson, you think you're going to win? We go Ravens, which winnable. Yes, Saints, very winnable. They fucking suck. That's another one that I was I was worried about that game. Commanders, very <laughs> winnable. And then we end the season with the Steelers. All winnable games. We could realistically, I'll take what is that? He has six games he's going to play yep. for us. If we go five and one. Potential playoffs. If we win one of these games, we can get to nine wins. That'd be nine and eight in the season. There's a chance that could get you a wild card spot very easily because I think there was one or two nine and eight teams in the wild card last year. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that. And then, again, the AFC is not good. Nobody wants it. And you get going at the right time at the end of the season if you're healthy. You get going for a yeah. momentum. Going Imagine if playoffs. Watson comes in, we go five and one. We're one of the hottest teams in football going into the playoffs. Yeah. That's huge. Um, and even so, and let's say we don't. Let's say we don't make the playoffs. This is really more of a setting the stage of what 2023 could be, too, because you're, you're really putting that confidence back into Watson. He's getting all that rust off. He's building – he's getting comfortable in Stefanski's offense. Stefanski's building more of an offensive playbook around Watson. And now in the offseason, you have one of the smartest GMs in the league. You're going to go and try to fit more pieces around Watson and on that defense. You're going to help this team go far. So right now I'm just looking at the playoff picture here. Again, I'm playoffs. way ahead of myself. Ravens, 6-3. and three. Division probably out of reach. Jets. Six and three, they're the five seed wild card. <coughs> I am not a Jets believer. I think they fluked their way into some wins. Um, Your friends in New York can hear you. Oh, I tell them that every day, so they, they already know <laughs> this. I think they fluked their way into a couple wins. Uh, I think Zach Wilson really sucks. He's holding them back. He, the, the Jets really remind me of the Browns with Baker. They have some talent. Defense can play well. They're trying to establish a run game. The quarterback is holding them back. Oh, we still got the Browns too. Because <laughs> we're still talking. The Browns are still up there. Every then, time we talk Browns, Tim has to go across the line. The Bills are in the sixth seed. They're six and three. They're behind Miami for the division. And they're they're band-aid taping and they Josh really, Allen right now. Josh Allen is banged up. I'm not saying by spoiler alert, I'm fucking picking the Bills this week. I'm not crazy. I want everybody to know that. But uh <laughs> the Bills not even I'm not even gonna say they're beatable by the Browns. I think we're gonna lose this week. But like you said, Josh Allen is hurt. All it's gonna take is a good whack on Josh Allen because there's still a lot of season left. He could end up missing some time. Yeah. His arms fucked up. If you're if you've ever played sports, if you if you watch baseball, if, if a pitcher starts throwing and has a little bit of tenderness in his elbow, 
it doesn't get better by throwing more. You need rest. That's the only way to get better. So if Josh Allen continues to just keep throwing and fucking up his elbow, he, he might end up needing Tommy John surgery or something like that. So by all means, keep playing him. I love it. Uh, the seven seed, you have the Patriots, who are only five and four. Again, we're three and six. That's two-game difference. That's not that far apart. Uh, on the in, uh, in the bubble, or on the bubble, I'm sorry, Chargers five and four, Bengals five and four, Colts four and five, our Brownies right there, three and six. The AFC is not some juggernaut. Wildcard playoff spot is very obtainable. If we can just get our shit together when Watson comes back, you got to win at least five of those games. Obviously, six would be ideal. But if you go undefeated, you get nine games right there. If we can win one of these next two, if we can potentially beat uh, Tampa Bay next week, which how beautiful would that be, by the way? You get a win going into Watson. Jacoby Brissett's final game is the Cleveland Browns starter. Knock on wood. I need some stronger wood here, Dave. Is this, this isn't pine, is it? Um, but anyway. <laughs> but uh, all seriousness, though, if, if we can beat Tampa Bay, how cool would that be for Jacoby Brissett's last game for, yeah. as a Cleveland Brown? Like, yeah, that would absolutely. be amazing. But that would also really help the Browns going forward for, quote, unquote, potential uh, wild card spot. So it's still there, Browns fans. We're saying that now. Let's see how we talk about it in four weeks. It's, which, <laughs> totally understandable. If we're losing games and, and the playoffs are a no, no question, we're not getting in, it's fine. But for right now, it's just the way Browns fans are like, season's over, it's done. It's like, look around the league, the rest of the league. The defending AFC champions are five and four. Yeah. They're not killing it by any stretch. And Browns fans are like, season's over. We're terrible. And they could lose this weekend, too, the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. They're playing the Steelers, who are actually, unfortunately, they're kind of playing well. Uh, they got Watt back. So yeah, exactly. That changed Watt everything. Back, see what happened last week? Changed everything. Um, let's get around to another sport with another Cleveland team. Let's... Can we get past the depressing parts? No, we're in Cleveland. That's oh, all we have. Yeah. What good things? We already got the good shit out of the way. That was Tito. And Other than selling that, the Christmas story house, you see, this is all fucking But you see who's buying it, though? You should like that. No, I didn't see who bought it. I didn't see Nobody it. bought it yet. There's a group of people that put a bid in. Oh, yeah? Who's buying it? The cast of the Christmas story. Oh, the whole cast? Yeah. Oh, well, like, not. I, I don't know if it's all of them, but a huge group of them, I guess, are they, they made an offer. They would like to buy it and, and restore it. it and like keep it in the in yes. their name. Okay, I'm happy about that. That news just came out today. So yeah, that, I didn't see that. Story. I think that would be better than anybody. I saw the, I saw it selling it on the way back. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, no, it's up for sale. But yeah, what I heard today was that the Christmas story cast put a bid in. Hell yeah. The new one comes out, I think, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, or this weekend, I think. I actually forgot to watch a trailer for that. What's that out on? Uh HBO Max. Okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out for sure. I watch the original all the time. Yeah, because there's uh, I think Peter Billingsley is coming back to play his uh, older self. Oh yeah, they got a lot of the old cast, so I'm excited for it should be just a lot of callbacks. Just keep it easy. I hate when show when movies come back after like a long time, like coming to America too or whatever. That was hilarious though. Which one? Coming back, the, all the callbacks, like the little bits. Some there. of the callbacks are funny, but overall that movie sucked. I mean, there's it was really bad. There movie. were some people they rolled out of the crypt for sure, oh, but Tim, I'm I'm gonna agree to disagree. I hated it. Some movies I mean, they just is there really any bad Eddie Murphy movie? I mean, plenty. Yeah, uh, like, Vampire Brooklyn, classic. Hilarious. I mean, I like some of the shittier ones, like Bowfinger. I love that movie. That's Bowfinger. one that like people probably hate. I Nutty love Professor, that one. Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor is very good. I, I like. To, I get to see Beverly uh, Hills Cop the fourth one. He's coming out. I like the one where he he has to be quiet. I can't remember the name of it. I forgot it. It's like where something like if he talks, money like the, the leaves fall off, and if the leaves fall off and gets them up, and he's dead or something like, like a that. Serious movie was it? it? It's somewhat serious. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's a mix. No, it's it's still a comedy, but it's also like it's like a touching one. It's like a family movie, if anything. But uh, but no, that, that was a good one. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, but I, I didn't like the Coming to America I one. I wasn't a fan. Um, but yeah, hopefully this one's not not a shitty movie. Maybe it'll be Kyle's just a tip next week. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Spoiler alert Spoiler again. Spoiler alert. 
Uh, moving on, though, we'll talk a little bit about the Cavaliers. Oy. Speaking oy, of oy. struggling, disappointing teams right now, I get it, it's early, but. I leave to go to Vegas, they're doing great. They come back, they lose four in a row. As you said. Yeah, honestly, I blame Kyle for all this. Sorry, boys. We uh, we we beat the Bengals tonight, then that's what it means. We we, we beat the <laughs> Bengals. We went on a we went on the bye week, and then Kyle goes to Vegas. We get embarrassed by the Dolphins. It's all my fault. Cavaliers are eight and one. Kyle goes to Vegas. Cavaliers are fucking eight and five now or whatever. Yeah, I'm starting to get it. Um, I go to Vegas. We think Quan's gonna win, and I mean, I, I knew Quan wasn't gonna win. <laughs> I knew that one was coming, but I thought at least second place. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but the Cavs are struggling. Uh, Dean Wade was hurt. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was hurt. Jared Allen's hurt. Jared Allen's not even traveling with the team for this road trip. So they're playing Milwaukee tonight at 8 o'clock. Game's about to start. He's out for four weeks. Got an ankle. Like Dylan Windler. He had already that. missed the beginning of the season. They announced today a minor procedure, so he's going to miss another few weeks. Uh, but he he doesn't get a lot of playing time. But right. but speaking of playing time, is J.B. Bickerstaff overdoing it? Yes. J.B. Bickerstaff, is, he's playing Donovan Mitchell. He's running him into the fucking ground. 39 minutes a game. Highest I mean, in the NBA. That's not sustainable. That's what happens with teams that get to the playoffs and they get eliminated early because everybody's just dead tired. And here's the thing, too. You're not giving – and he's and a lot of this offense running through um, Mitchell and now uh, Garland, and you're not trusting the rest of the players on the court. No, and not at all. You're making yourself very easily defendable because yeah, it's all just the guards. That's down those two, and yeah. no, you're not going to pass the ball off, and they it's, can't beat you. It's a scary situation they're in right, in right now. I mean, I get it. Again, it's super early, but at the same time, every win matters. This could be a thing where these these last four losses we've had, and now who knows what's going to happen going forward with without Jared Allen. And hopefully, it's nothing too serious. He doesn't miss an extended period of time. But if we're without Jared Allen for a, a, a while, we get some losses. I mean, that could legitimately mean you're going from possibly being a three seed, having home court advantage, at least for the first couple of rounds of the playoffs, to maybe you're the sixth seed, the seventh seed. God only knows. Yeah, doing a fucking playing play game again, or something, yeah. you know? That's the thing, too. It's like, it gets me. It's like Mitchell's style of play is very fast and, like, you know, not as, he's bouncing off people, he's going through the middle, he's getting hit. Um, he can't stay playing that long. Like, his he average reminds me of this, he's like 34 to 33 minutes. Yeah. Now he's, he's five five minutes more per game, which is crazy to me. Which, it, when you say that out loud, that's the other thing, too. It's the same people that shit on Miles Garrett. They're like, oh, what's five minutes? But it's like, dude, <laughs> you're doing it for 80 something games or whatever. And it's exhausting. And Big like you injuries. said, yeah. it's not just the running and the miles and, and, and the, the exhaustion, it's also the, the getting banged up. You're getting hit on every play. How many times do you watch Donovan Mitchell get knocked to the ground in the yeah. game? It's reminiscent of Allen Iverson because he likes going to the middle and getting yeah. those foul calls, and which stuff is like great. That. It gets the contact. It's like James Harden kind of does the same thing. They 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 try to get contact, with, but it also could backfire because one of those contacts could be a little too aggressive and you're hurt. And a la what happened against Golden State when Donovan Mitchell hurt his ankle yep. and then had to miss the next game against uh, Minnesota on Sunday. See, I'm a huge I'm a huge JB fan. Like I think. He, I think I, I do too. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it with that. I think this is his style of bat. He's trying to come out in the season, just punch people in the face mm-hmm. and go 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 like right off the bat and just hit teams hard and fast. And that's worked the first nine ten games. Yeah, like he caught teams off guard. They came out fast. They're running hard. And he, I think he wanted to come out the season, and kind of win the first four, first quarter of the season. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's this, that's not going to sustain. And he's he's going to have to switch gears, which how he was coaching towards the end of last season. Yeah, which was more. Um, not, as, not as aggressive, got more people minutes, moved the ball around a lot more. I think he just caught, kind of saw Mitchell as an opportunity to go and just hit the ground running, literally. I mean, last year, I, I get it, we've traded a couple pieces away. Uh, what's up, Willie? Um, we traded a couple guys away. 
like Lori Markinen. Lori Markinen was getting huge minutes last year. He was a numbers huge, this year. He's, he's doing tough. great. He was a guy that was a huge contributor to this team last year. Lamar Stevens was also getting yeah. huge minutes. He's barely touching the court this year yeah. for some reason. So JB Bickerstaff is really not incorporating the bench like he used to. Yeah. Uh, Robin Lopez really only gets time if somebody's in foul trouble, which now he's going to get a lot more time because of the injuries. Dean Wade was getting a lot of minutes going in. Uh, Kevin Love wasn't getting a ton of minutes so far early in the season. Uh, there were a couple of games where people were wondering why Kevin Love's not getting a little bit more. Um, he's just sticking with the starting five a little too much. I think he's just one of those things, like you said, I think he's, he tried a whole different playbook to see if he could run this way. Now he's starting to see that it's going to kill him in the end. So I think Which for me, this is a, start good, seeing it's a good sign. Possibly. Yeah, it's a good sign because this means when you are in the playoffs, you obviously, you cut your bench down. And there were, all, there were also critiques about uh, Chetty Osman. There was a game, I forgot which one off the top of my head. I mean, they've had so many games where they fucking lost and there's so many things to complain about. Um, but there was one of the games where somebody was looking at it and they were like, Chetty like barely played in the second half. They stuck with the same guys. Guys were getting tired. Why isn't Chetty playing? Like, right. what's what's going on with this? Use your guys on the bench now so everybody else is healthy for the playoff run. And then you also want to keep guys fresh on a current court because you've had a lot of good games where you lost by only a few points. Like you said, we lost uh, two points against the we haven't gotten blown Clippers. Out I forgot we only lost by a few against the Kings, which first and foremost, unacceptable loss right there. You should have beat the fucking Kings. Yeah, they beat the Lakers too. too. I mean, that's good. like that's like they beat a fucking high school team there. The <laughs> Lakers are ass. Um, then we only lost by three to the Warriors too, I believe. And right? that game was bullshit. So many fucking bad calls by the refs. Uh, they really screwed us in that game, especially late. Uh, and then Sunday against the Timberwolves, we were getting blown out. I mean, we were down by like thirty points or something like that at one point. I mean, Garland's had. I turned the game off because I was like, "This is fucking ugly." I was watching football, and then. All right, maybe I turned on Yellowstone or something, and then I turned the Cavs game back on, and all of a sudden we're down by like three going into the in, in the fourth Garland quarter or something. Put Garland put up 51 points, but we still lost. But again, that's a lot of exhaustion for Darius Garland. He had to carry the team without Donovan Mitchell, no Jared Allen, and he had to go for 51, and we still lost. To me, that's kind of scary. That makes me wonder. That makes me worried about the rest of the team. So maybe I mean just somebody maybe. else. Like I love Evan Mobley. He's young. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But he needs to really take a step. And maybe, like I said, maybe my theory is just that he's just messing with a whole different kind of way of playing to see if it works, what doesn't work. And he knows what works. It got him to the playoffs last year. Just maybe switch back to that. Let's get more people involved off the bench. Let's slow it down a little bit. Let's play your basketball that you brought into the team last year, which worked. And just just, just fucking stop getting people hurt, man. That's my worry is that right now it's early. So he's testing some things out, testing the waters with, with different lineups and shit like that. But you also run the risk of a guy getting being a little more mentally exhausted at the end of the game. Maybe maybe, maybe a Donovan Mitchell or a Garland, they, they make a bad decision because they're a little tired. It, you know, it, it, it can happen, it, and it's going to cost us games. It could potentially lead to an injury. Mitchell is Literally, known to, I'm about. to get in slumps. It's, Absolutely. It's happened. It's, he's, he's been known to get in his own way sometimes, and he tries to out, shoot himself out of situations. Yeah. That he did at Utah a lot. So it's it's not it, it's a possibility that could happen. You want to avoid that, though. You have sure. talent on this team. Use them. Yeah. And my worry now is without Jared Allen down there being the dominant post guy that, you know, they're just going to defenses are going to clog the lane because no you're, you're stopping Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, who are great shooters, but they also love to drive. If you clog the lane, they have nowhere to go. We don't have great shooters because who are they going to kick it to? Are you going to kick it to Isaac Okoro for three? I'm not I'm not excited about that. Are you going to kick it to fucking Mobley for three? He's not a great three point shooter yet. So if they clog the paint, we're really fucked. And if you clog your pipes at home, you're going to want to call Smith's Drain Service, LLC. <laughs> you like that? How was the transition last week? I wasn't here. Did you, did you I think we did a really good one. I don't remember. Tim and I killed it, though. 
I forgot exactly. I just I have a horrible memory. I don't remember half the shit I talked about, but I know we did a really good job. But Smith's Drain Service LLC is the local drain cleaning experts in Northeast Ohio. They specialize in main sewer lines, bathtub, laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, and downspouts, and so, so much more. Family owned and operated. Give them a call. 440-242-8704. So I went to Vegas last week, clearly. I forgot to put my trash cans out. So my trash shat in my trash cans for an extra week. And you know what happened? You shat in your trash cans. It sat in my trash cans for an extra week, and that just made them extra dirty. So I'm going to have to give Fitch Trash and Cleaning another call, have him come out, uh, clean those clean those suckers out. Uh, give him a call over at 440-752-1533. Um, tell them the Team Redline sent you, and they'll get you 10, 10% off your first service. Did you happen to check out any dive bars when you were in Vegas? I, I checked out a couple, actually. Did you happen to make it to one specific one known as the Rusty Sad, Spur Saloon? Sadly, I did not. No. You did not. Well, for those of you out there that are going to Vegas anytime soon, unlike Kyle or myself, who both went to Vegas this year and both didn't have time to go to the Rusty Spur the, Saloon. It's out of the way. <laughs> it was. It is out of the way. I, I truly didn't have any time. I go. I was there for the draft. I didn't have time to do shit. Uh, but if you're there, go to Rusty Spur Saloon. They're located in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they've been voted the biggest hole-in-the-wall bar for the last two years and running. Check them out. So our hotel was right off... Um, Fremont Street, and the every night there was bands playing everywhere. You know the one thing I thought when I was walking through Fremont Street, listening to these bands, I guarantee Bad Juju would kill it on these stages here. They had a lot of like they had a lot of good music, a lot of country, rock, and they had dancing DJs who shook their ass all night, which is kind of hilarious. I'm into that. Uh, but Bad Juju, the official sponsor, the official band of Redline Radio. If you have a a bar, restaurant, you want to bring these guys in to perform for whatever kind of party you have going on, give Dan a call today. Book your show at four four zero. Trust me. I've heard some of their music. They're pretty damn good. Now, this Friday. 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 Kyle and I are going to be on Money's Crazy Mind, 8 to 10, Friday night. Well, we'll be there from 8 to 9, I guess I should say. And right after that, I'm going to check on my boy. Tim, can you float yourself in the middle here really quick? Because my boy, Tim Buck 2, (laughs) is headlining the comedy show at Lucy's Shenanigans Seafood and Steakhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. And I am going to be on Lee's show for about an hour, and then I'm going right down the fucking street to catch my dude Tim. Finally get to see him do stand-up in person. I cannot wait. My man Tim Buck, too, is going to kill it. They are located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, really quick, though, for those of you, obviously go to Lucy's. Check them out on any given day. But at the same time, go this Friday. $10 in advance. What are the prices at the door, Tim? 15 15 at the door. The Redline Radio Comedy Show. I forgot the exact name of it. Uh, Tim, I'm sure... We'll, we'll learn more about it in just the tip, probably. But make sure you check that out on Friday night. Make sure you check it out on Friday night. They're located on Broadview Road. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experience. Join them every Friday for karaoke. And, of course, all your hometown sports games, 216-675-0013. Check out Lucy's. So I was at the airport and I was getting ready to board a plane, had a couple of adult beverages, and Dave walked by. Dave walked by rocking out some Redline Radio ads and hoodies. I said, Dave, where'd you get those at? He's like, well, Kyle, let me tell you a secret. I got them from Incredible Keepsakes, specialized just for me. So that's awesome. What else do they do for you? He's like, well, they do t- they do T-shirts, cups, binders, keychains. You name it, Kyle, they'll make it for you. I said, that's amazing, Dave. Who do I call? He told me to call Diane. He said, give her a call over at 440-242-9648 or go to their website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com because cherished moments are made to last forever. Now I got to tell you. Not only am I going to be on Monday's Crazy Mind on Friday night, you and I, but the other good thing is we're going to get there early because I'm, you know, a punctual person. 
I'm going to see my man Great. I'm getting early for that too. I can't see boy. The Grapevine from six to eight on Friday nights. It's Studio One, and then it's obviously followed up by Money's Crazy Mind, which I'll be there for. But I can't wait to see my boy Grape on Friday night. Haven't seen him in a little while. Hopefully he's doing well. Uh, check him out at Redline Radio. We have so many shows every day of the week. Saturdays, you've got 4th and 15 with Mel and Smooth. You've got Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen. Uh, she was on with Grape last Friday. I was watching that Friday night. That was a funny-ass episode. Um, you've got TMI right after that, 10 to midnight. Sundays, you've got Kevin Kwan, Professional and Professionals, 3 to 5, Medium Ratchet, Steel City Running Lates, ending the night at 7 to 9. I love the, I love the Running Lates because... One week, they're fucking miserable because the Steelers lose last week. You thought they won the Super Bowl because they won the game. I love the difference. Uh, I take that back. The way they were posting, because last week's episode oh, no, was, was pre-recorded. Are we watching like Friday Night SmackDown? They pre-recorded their, their show? Yeah, they pre-recorded it. It's kind of tacky. Oh, they're so know. busy they can't go live. Yeah, I mean, apparently. I mean, I, I was out of town. You made it work. In Dave's defense, Dave is in a Mormon community now, and I don't think they believe in Wi-Fi, so he couldn't <laughs> call into the show. And if, if Dave's not on the show, it's not worth doing a show. No offense, Chipper and Lee. But uh, oh, well, Chipper was at the game, too, I think. Oh, yeah, Chipper was at the game. Yeah. So, yeah, so Lee would have had to carry the show by himself. Oh, now we see why you know, we record. You know how hard it would have been? How do you how do you host a show by yourself when you're staring at the wall looking at nothing on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I guess I give him a little bit of credit on that. Monday nights, you got Just Therapy from 7 to 9. Tuesdays, you've got Tim Buck, motherfucking two. Can you get a pop-up in the middle? You can see this beautiful face right here. Ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Tuesday night, 6 to 8. Check him out on uh, Red Studio One. You also have Gary Wenner spinning the tunes from 6 to 10. And you've got Broad Street South, 8 to 9. Wednesdays, She Vibes, 8.30 to 9.30. Why are you checking out Justin's dick, dude? I saw you looking over there. <laughs> somebody, somebody, get him a, somebody get him a magnifying glass because you can't see it. Uh, <laughs> you got Talking About Balls from 7 to 9. And then uh, Thursday nights. For the culture, you have uh, did Dubs premiering this week? I believe so. Okay, Dubs premiering this week from 3 to 4. And then you've got Lex Vegas from 7 to 8. Club Fizzle, 9 to 10. That's for the culture at Studio One. And you've got Broad Street South, the Money's Crazy soundtrack, uh, also on Thursday nights. Check it all out. Redline Radio, every fucking day of the week. She Vibes. Where is their, their remote is tonight? Uh, I think it was supposed to be tonight. I have no idea. Yeah, Dave didn't really promote that, so I don't know what's going on with that. They were supposed to be doing a, a remote. I'm not sure when, but either way, check them out. They're going to be starting up here at 8.30, so give them a check or give them a shout-out on their show as well. Tell them talking about Balls sent you. And that's everything you're going to find on Redline Radio, and that's how we do our ad reads and our show plugs. We need to get, like, an ad read. Sorry for your phone. No, we you're fine. Get, like, we need to get, like, it's an this ad read, like, I bought a new case. It doesn't sit right on there. A new promo, like, ad read noise that we can make. It's not a bad idea. We'll, we'll work on something. And that was our ad. We'll give Tim some ideas. We'll, we'll come up with some shit. Um, a little slow jam, like 80s. I just love mixing it in randomly. That's like my favorite thing. Is we start talking about a topic, and I'm like, what word could I do for an ad? And I'm like, clog the lane, clog pipes. All right, we're doing Smiths. That's, that's kind of right how it works. My head. These wheels don't stop spinning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always on, on top of shit. <clears throat> uh, but I wasn't done talking about everything. Um, actually, I was. I take that back. I'm done talking about the cast. We're moving on from the cast. We're moving on. We're it moving is time on. for NFL Week 10, the recap. We need some echoing. I like echoing. Oh. I'm a big fan of echoes. Um, so last week you had Thursday Night Football, Carolina against Atlanta. Weird game. I, I really thought Atlanta was going to play better. It was a rainy game, shitty weather. Um, but, yeah, I, I really thought that there was going to be more of a fucking showing from Atlanta. I thought they were kind of a lock of a pick. When's the NFL going to stop putting shitty games on Thursdays, by the way? Well, in their defense, I believe the contract of Thursdays is every team gets a Thursday game except uh, for two. 
I think only two teams a year do not get Thursday games or something weird like that. But basically everybody's going to get one. So it, it does suck. You are unfortunately going to get some bad ones, but you also get really shitty Monday night football games too. So, you know, don't act like Thursday night is some fucking bad seed because there are some real stinkers on Mondays. Uh, like even, I mean, last Monday's was kind of a shitty game on paper, but watching it, I'm happy I did the, the Eagles and the Redskins or the commanders. Cause going into it, you're like, Eagles are undefeated. Commanders are just an average team. This should be a blowout by Philly. I really wasn't interested in it. I have no players from either team in fantasy. So for me, both NFC teams also, I'm like, really don't care about this game. Looking He's looking great. I, uh, they already basically said Carson Wentz stick to the bench, buddy. We're sticking with what's working he for the team. He's three and one this year, I believe. Yeah, started. doing really well. I mean, he took him. He helped him in the playoffs. He almost beat Tampa Bay the year Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Tyler Henneke is no slouch. He's a decent quarterback. Uh, but back to Thursday, Carolina and Atlanta. One thing I wanted to bring up here: Did you see the Baker shit? No, because I wasn't. I oh, you were you were in Vegas for the whole. Yeah, I didn't watch the game. Yeah. So after the game, Baker, Mr. Mr. Teammate, cheerleader, rah, rah, Baker Mayfield decided to greet his teammates at the end of the game as they're celebrating a win by headbutting them while they wore helmets and he didn't. Uh, did he get knocked out? No, he was okay. But I mean, the CTE he'll get when he's in his third, like late thirties is going to be ugly, but just a stupid How hard move. was it? I mean, it was a pretty decent, decent shot. If you have a chance, check it out. Um, why was he doing that? I had somebody text me right away and say, did you see what Baker did? And they sent me the clip. And immediately I'm like, that dude is a fucking tryhard. He tries way too hard to like make everybody love him because he's not a great football player. So he needs to win the fans over. He's going to be ways. the biggest cheerleader on the bench because that's where he's at right now. Well, well he's the starter this week because yeah. of PJ Walker's injury. But which is kind of funny because I almost think they should go with Sam Darnold over Baker. But that's just me. Um, but he was headbutting his teammates. And it's just such a it looks so stupid. It's just sets such a bad example to children. The NFL is trying to clean up brain injuries, head injuries, and you've got this fucking idiot headbutting his teammates with no helmet on. So all it's going to take is some little dipshit in Oklahoma whose parents are boomer sooners to fucking watch their kid on the peewee game headbutting his teammates. I wish his <clears throat> teammates would have just given a little oomph back. You could even kind of see their eyes under the, the, the helmets where they're kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like none of them were impressed. They all They all fucking hate him. It's just such a try-hard move. It's such a it's a bro move. It's like a, it's a look at me moment. It's something like yeah, the, the drunk guy at the frat party. He's like the, uh, fuck yeah, smashing it's, it's hands the, on his uh, head. Catch smash the beer, exactly. drink it while shooting. Yeah, oh, yep. we've we've seen that before. It, it, it's just it's so annoying to me. It's like just go out there, be a good teammate. Go out there and fucking shake your teammate's hand like a man. You're headbutting them after yeah, a game. Right. You beat the Falcons on Thursday night football. Did you have like the get into play? No, I don't think he played on so Thursday. So how did Walker get hurt? I don't. Remember, I, I don't know. He hurt his ankle somehow. Maybe it was during the game. I didn't watch the game to be honest. Did Baker had butt his ankle at the end of the game. Is that why he, <laughs> he, he gave him the old Tanya Harding? Yeah, yeah. Conspiracy. He used that stupid head of his because his head is actually as big as it is on that fucking uh, statue they made for him. It's like <laughs> fucking Peyton Manning. It's, it, it's made of the bronze. It really is. And that's why he can headbutt people. It doesn't hurt him. He's like fucking uh, not Magneto, the other guy that's the big metal dude from X Men. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, uh, Chrome Dick. Hold yeah. On. Glasses, that's it, yeah. Chrome dick works, too. That's what Baker Mayfield's literally made out of that. But just such a shitty thing, like, seeing him do that, I was just, I was annoyed all over again about the guy. I hate talking about him, but he keeps staying relevant for Cleveland. How often are we going to talk about... Well, just when I thought, like, he, it's done, he's on the bench, he'll never have to speak to him again. you think you're out, they pull you He's headbutting head. people, and what happens? Now he's starting on Sunday against the Ravens. So, of course, I have to talk about him again next week, because he's playing our division <laughs> rival. So I got to keep my fucking eyes on Baker at all so times. Was, it, was it a good game? I didn't, 
I barely watched it. No, okay. it was shitty. It was rainy. Um, Atlanta's offense looked like ass. Marcus Mariota. There were literal, literally people discussing like, are you going to bench him for Desmond Ritter yet? Because Marcus Mariota looked like that. He looked that bad. He's falling apart. Now. Yeah, he started they, they pretty good. The beginning of the year for him was okay. I mean, he's yeah. like moving the ball, running the ball. He did. He looked okay against us too. Which but. that usually happens for quarterbacks like that because you got to think about it. Marcus Mariota by no stretch has been good. He's he's considered a bust in, yeah. in NFL terms. He was a top five pick by the Titans, and he has proceeded to suck. He's been a backup with the Raiders. He was now signed with the Falcons to initially be a backup to Matt Ryan, who then got traded. So Marcus Mariota got pushed in the starting role. Um, but he, again, he was a Heisman winner, if I'm not mistaken, or at least a Heisman contender when he was at Oregon. Yeah. Uh, he was at I least a contender. He I don't remember if he won or not. So he, he was a good, he's a good football player. He was drafted high. So he's got, he's a good football player. He's got talent. Seeing him put it together for the first few weeks of the season while he's getting adjusted to new teammates and while NFL defenses aren't sure what to expect from him. It looks like he's gotten figured out now. Mm-hmm. And that's been his problem. He's looked good in flashy moments and then reality sets in. Right. So I think that's what's happening right now with him, but there are legitimate discussions, uh, excuse me, of benching him mm-hmm. and they should, I think you're, you're four and six. What do you really have going for you? You got to see what you got in the kid. Play your rookie quarterback. Yeah, you exactly. You, you let him sit long enough. It's not like Desmond Ritter, Riddler, Ritter is some like fucking seventh round bum. The right. dude literally took Cincinnati to the, the playoffs in college football. That's no, Nothing to slouch at. Did they get embarrassed? Sure. But did he or did that defense take to the playoffs? He helped. I mean, he had, he had a good year. He was a good quarterback last year. So seeing him play, if you're Atlanta, do that because you you have no future with Mariota. Right. Why why waste the time? See what you got on him now because you know you might have to go draft another one next year. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. It's 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 short-lived nowadays in the NFL. Um, speaking of short-lived, that game was short-lived by me watching it because it was ass. <laughs> and and it's on Amazon Prime, so it's so fucking inconvenient. Like if it goes to a commercial, I can't just change the channel. I have to sit there and watch Amazon commercials. So eventually, I just get bored. I turn on my cable, my YouTube TV, and I don't go back to Amazon Prime. And that's what what's your thoughts on the Amazon uh, broadcast this year? Pretty cool. I mean, I, what I've seen of it looks pretty pretty legit. It's cool, um, but like you said, the the matchups aren't really catching my eye. So there's a lot of games where I don't even bother watching, like Philly Houston a few weeks right. ago. I watched for like 20 minutes. Philly was blowing them out. I turned it off. Uh, tomorrow night's game should be a really good one. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Titans and Packers. That should actually be a really fun one. So we'll talk about that later. But if it's a good matchup, I watch. I think the broadcast is really good. I think at times, that's why they need good matchups. Al Michaels sounds bored as fuck. Like, he literally sounds like... I think Al, Al Michaels is getting a little more ballsy with what he says. Yeah, he's because he, he's allowed. They can say whatever the fuck they want now on Amazon. It's They have no, like, cable laws or anything like that from the FCC. They can do technically whatever they want. Um, what, what annoys me, and I only watch it, I've only been watching it on Thursdays because I, I bowl on Thursdays. I put on my phone and watch it. But what I'm noticing is that the fact that uh, it'd be annoying to me to have to flip out of, like you said, Amazon, go into another cable provider. That's why, like, and Am- while you're on cable, you can go back and forth, back yeah. and forth. But- Am- Amazon needs some, like, channel options or something, or they need to have, like, I don't, I don't know how it would work. I mean, they would have to agree with YouTube TV to have like an actual channel on a, on like a so cable thing. You need to buy like a YouTube or a Hulu Live and combine it into Amazon. Like Amazon basically, Live. truly, like it, it it is annoying. So like, when Amazon take the world over, I just change it. I I, I I get bored. I'm like, fuck. I'm going to YouTube TV and then I forget because I have a bad memory. So I'll just scroll through and I'm like, all right, what was I watching before? And I'm like, oh, I'll watch this movie. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck. I just missed the last hour of the football yeah, game because yeah. it's on a totally different app. Yeah. Um. I feel like so we're takes, about 10 years away from it happening anyways, where they just buy everything up and 
it's all it's all right there. Yeah, we're gonna be the United States Bezos. That dude's gonna own everything. It's like he looks like a Doctor Evil, anyways. Yeah, he does. He, he flew his penis space spaceship. He immediately there to space. He, he flew a dick in space. He's bald. One hundred percent Doctor Evil. Divorced his wife. Like immediately got a young hot girlfriend. Like Michael that dude's Myers not fucking around. Suing him for fucking infringement of his character. Or who? Yeah, did he did he write the character? Whoever created it. Did write the did character. He? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> he owns I mean, Austin Powers and. Or uh, should Bezos sue Mike Myers because Mike Myers ripped off Jeff Bezos? <laughs> Think about it that way. Ooh, I, I'm I would I would guy. watch that. I would watch that court case more than the Amber Heard Johnny Depp personally. I would want to, only if Mike Myers has shows to show up, up as Doctor Evil. Evil. If he shows up as himself, I don't give a fuck. He needs to be dressed like Doctor. He Evil. walks in with the cat and everything. Just oh, pets it Obviously, can't get the old one back, but get a mini me. He yeah. needs to have a mini me with other him. midgets out there. You can bring back. There's it's plenty good. of them. Just shave their heads and put yeah. a bald cap on. They them. Fine. Say, uh, first game in Germany. Yeah, I, that threw me off because we showed up to the stadium. Yeah, for you, it's six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah, when I showed up at eight a.m., I'm like, why? Is you guys had to get there that early. Yeah, I mean, I guess for your internal clock, it's eleven o'clock. Yeah, not that bad. So you have to get that. We get there at eight, and I'm just like, fuck. Why is there a game? Oh, I think there's a Germany game. Yeah, the best part of that game was them showing the fans fucking drinking Steins out. Dude, that was incredible. And I, I joked with my buddy because my buddy's a big Seahawks fan. And I said, because the guy's holding the signs they showed were in Seahawks jerseys and the Seahawks obviously lost. So I was talking shit. And I'm like, I'm like, man, you have to be wasted to enjoy the Seahawks today. <laughs> and he's just laughing at it. But they, they don't have a party out there. It looked like it's really fun. I think it, it did well enough where there's no question about it. They're going back. How far are we off from the NFL having like a European division? You know, that's always been talked about. There's been a lot of people that always ask, like, when is there going to be a team in England? And, and and the defense that I always use of why I don't think it'll ever happen. Maybe they make a minor league. They did used to do that. They used to have NFL Europe where they had like basically minor league teams over there. Um, I think they would do something like that. Only because imagine your the the britain britain fucking whoever you're some new football team in britain you have the number one pick in the draft you take the hottest quarterback coming out of college and that guy says there's no fucking way i'm moving to england yeah I, every all my friends family everybody's here in america i don't care how much money you give me i'm not moving to england pulling the old uh eli because then it gets really fucking hard too because away games home games you literally have to travel across the fucking pond like those are long flights miserable flights for these guys especially if you're a franchise a, a, a brand new expansion team you're gonna suck it's gonna be like the browns the texans when all yeah. these teams came so you're gonna have these high-paid diva athletes having to fly across the fucking pond every other week after getting their asses kicked these guys are gonna be fucking miserable I mean, there has to be some like 20-year plan that that he has built in right now with doing all these games in England, now Germany. Like, I, know, I, think I know the Mexico ones, this. I think the Mexico ones plan too. I'm sure his plans to move in a team into Mexico, which would probably be easier, obviously. Yeah, that travel wise, I think nothing across the pond is, is feasible for the NFL. I think a Canadian team, I think a like, team in Mexico is very, very doable. The Mounties. Um, yes, I would love that. What's up, Robert? Welcome back. What's up, Robert? Uh, I, I do think that's very, very doable. Anybody across the pond, though, no fucking way. Uh, I do think, though, that what they're going to do is seeing the success of the, how excited the fans are. They'll just continue to do, instead of doing a handful of games a year, maybe they literally do one game a week is played overseas in some place. They're yeah. going to play in Germany. They're going to play in England. They're going to play all over. They can go to fucking Australia, which is a hell of a plane ride, I've heard. So that would be terrible for the players. Right. But, fuck them. but they could they could play in damn near any continent, any any country, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just want an NFL team now named the Koalas. That'd be crazy. That could be an, that could be one of the European teams, maybe the koalas. I would watch them. They would suck I, with a name like that. There's no way you're ever going to be good. But you 
I think that's what's going to happen is eventually we're going to have 17 games overseas. But that would be, be one a week. cool to have like a minor league down there to have like just like an eight team. Like, I mean, they did, teams, but it just it, it failed. I remember way back in the day, uh, I would play on Madden and I would beat the shit out of the NFL Europe teams just because they were not good. Um, but but it's a thing. They could try it. I think they should. I know they were trying to reach an agreement with like the XFL to do like a minor league thing. But um, Well, the XFL signed so many NFL deals this year, though. I'm listening because the Rock, but the team he brought in, um, they've signed a lot of deals with the uh, NFL. I think the XFL is going to be used for a lot of testing with the NFL right, and that's what's going to hurt this. If I don't, that's why I don't think there will ever be a uh, like a minor league thing in overseas because of that. Because yeah, the XFL is going to have for testing a lot of this shit. Because same thing with the players. The player, if your agent calls and says, "Hey, the Frankfurt fucking hot dogs, hot dogs wants the a, wieners. yeah, the Frankfurt wieners, <laughs> the Frankfurt Frankfurters want to hire, want to sign you, or you could go play for the fucking." Alabama, whoever in the XFL with the Rock, that Alabama guy's gonna go. Cousins. Yeah, I'm gonna go down there. The Alabama cousin fuckers. I'm gonna go play with them. <laughs> Sign. Give me a give me a two year contract with the Alabama cousin fuckers. Um, but I mean, there's so many different things they could do. I, I I just think the the smartest thing for the NFL is just to maybe expand with more games in other places. Right. That's the best thing you could do. Don't try to make a franchise. Don't get too cute. What others don't. No other sports done that because I think they all realize that it wouldn't be sustainable. It's it's too hard for Plus, traveling and stuff these, like that. These European stadiums, which are sometimes bigger than an NFL, they're stadium, huge. They sell them out. Oh, they, they do. The NFL makes a shit ton of money. And my that. worry would be that if you overdo it, the fans over there are going to be like, it's yeah. not cool anymore. Right, right right now, it's a parody. When it goes out there, they're like, fuck yeah, this only comes a couple times a year. I'm excited. Now it's going to be every week I get to see it. They're going to, they, fans are going to be like, fuck it, I don't want to go. I think when they go to a game, they say they have to say they're going to watch American football. Or oh, they have football? to. Yeah, they have to. Because I don't even know yet. Maybe they just call it soccer. They just switch it around. <laughs> <laughs> the the Royals, the you know, yeah. the Uno reverse. We just watched Tom Brady have a soccer match against the, the Seahawks. <laughs> they don't know sports overseas. Fucking idiots. They know football and drinking. Those are the two that's that's it. You have to do a lot of drinking. I also saw like uh, the Seahawks are still bitching about the turf. The field conditions were terrible in Germany. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, people people said that turf was awful. They were changing cleats left and right. Tom Brady fell trying to run that route because the grass was so fucking bad. Uh, I, I bust my buddy's balls. That's the Seahawks fan. I keep telling him, I'm like, if you tell Pete Carroll to shut the fuck up, the game was like a week ago. He's still crying about it. Like, they lost. Get over it. Um, but, yeah, the, the grass was terrible. So they're going to have to work on I something like Tom that. I thought Tom Brady just fell because he knew the ball wasn't supposed to come to him, and he just, like, fell down so he didn't get hurt. Oh, he was, like, waving. He was, like, fucking give it to me. This is the Philly special. And then he's fucking <laughs> – he ate shit and got picked off. Horrible play. But they still ended up winning the game. Tampa Bay wins 21-16. to The thriller in Buffalo. Dude, I texted you in the pool. I'm like, this game's fucking crazy. Which is nuts because the Vikings won that game outright. Yeah. They should have. The Vikings it's on on one of their stops of Dalvin Cook when they stopped him on that fourth down play or whatever one of the one of the goal line stops, the Bills had twelve men on the field. Yeah, do you see the the subtle slap at the, for the coach? Yeah, the it's like we're working on a play right now that has that can go against twelve players and yeah, guys. it's fucking we're bullshit. not there yet though. The refs missed that call, so you're like, whatever, that sucks. It's probably going to cost Minnesota the game. Josh Allen fumbles the snap. Really had nowhere to go anyway. He was going to just try to do a quarterback draw to try to you get take like the safety. You still have the chance to win that game. That's what they should have done because then they would have had to punt with like 40 seconds. Make the you have to make the Vikings get into field goal range without any timeouts with like 40 seconds to go or whatever Which, it was. How they were playing that game, they easily could have done. Easily could have, but I would have rolled the dice there. Yeah. Instead, Josh Allen fumbles, picked up by the Vikings, touchdown. And then 
the Bills get the ball with you know forty something seconds to go. There's there's Bill fans in front of us like they're gonna go fucking down and tie it up like no fucking way. You know, and they did. And they shouldn't have. That's another instance where the Vikings got screwed because that Gabriel Davis catch on the sideline mm-hmm. was not a catch. Oh yeah, no, he hit the ground. And you're under a minute. You're under two minutes. So no coaching challenges. But the officials need to make that call. They need to stop the game. They need to be professional. They let it go. And everybody after the replay was like, that's not a catch. Like the refs should have stopped they that game. They replayed it over and yeah. over and over again. You saw, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they even went to you know, oh, Gene Steratore or whoever. The catch was the best catch I've ever seen. Oh, that was nuts. That was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. He pulls it out of that guy's hands. Yeah, one-handed, just palm the ball that's to himself. That's better than Odell's catch by far. Oh, yeah, no question about it. That Jefferson catch was not. That, I agree. That's the best catch I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, but the yeah. refs really tried to fuck Minnesota like multiple times. Minnesota had that game won, and the refs were like, no, nah, well, let's keep it going. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. So shame on the officials. I, I really think that There's like no shadiness in NFL. For me, it just shows you that like the amount of bad calls that happened for the Browns. It's like, huh, it happens to a lot of other teams yeah. too, and that's what Browns fans need to realize. Also, is it safe to say the NFL officiating just needs some help? Like they need retraining, possibly. It's or? not even that. I think like that call, they called it a catch because maybe that ref he thought it was a catch. Okay, that's fair. That's where you need the people that are in your ear to be quicker and be professional and go, no, no, no. It may have looked like a catch to you, but we're still going to look at it just to be safe. Even if it takes 30 seconds, you look at it and go, oh, yeah, that was absolutely a clean catch. Go out there and just say the play stands Don't the done. refs have the ability to stop that ball like from them hiking it again? Like, they can yeah. stop and say we're reviewing the catch. What, what would happen is he makes the catch, quote, unquote. They call the catch. Everyone's running up there to get the ball lined up. While it's getting lined up, the officials can call down. They have people that, like, in New York or whatever watching the game would contact them and say, stop. Do not let them snap this. The Bills clearly knew it wasn't a catch because they ran up to quick snap it, but the refs are usually faster than the yeah, snap. Yeah. They would blow the whistle and say, no, don't do it. Instead, they let him get the playoff, and that's it. Water under the bridge. Gabriel Davis got the quote-unquote catch that almost fucked the Vikings over. Um, so they need to really do a better job with that. Um, Minnesota, of course, wins 33-30 in overtime, for those of you that didn't see it. One of the best games this year. And another thing that's, that's funny is uh, – didn't the Bills went for it on a fourth down play, right? Yes. And they didn't get it where they could have kicked a field goal. It went for it. It wasn't like fourth and like eight or something. Yeah, like it was a really strange yeah. call. And McDermott like justified it afterwards. But that's what's funny is that you've got the Bills, arguably one of the best teams in football, a Super Bowl contender, Sean McDermott, or AKA Brian Dayball Light. He is going to be <laughs> coach of the year, possibly, or at least he's a candidate. I think he was coach yeah, of the year really last year. Nice. Great coach going for it on fourth down. It backfired, it cost them the game. Bills fans are like, all right, Josh Allen came out and just said, all right, it's time to regroup. We're moving on. Browns fans hate Kevin Stefanski because he goes for it. They would go nuts. And that's what's crazy to me is that good teams do the same shit the Browns do. Where's that Browns fucking scroll at? Yeah, yeah, Browns fans are fucking dumb. Look look around the NFL. Kevin Stefanski's not the only coach in the NFL going for it on fourth down, you fucking dummies. And at the same time, Kevin Stefanski has the third highest percentage of getting those fourth downs in the NFL. Browns fans don't want to hear that, though, because – it's it's like that uh there's like the meme or whatever that goes around that says something like the teacher does one times seven and it's she writes eight. Everything else she does is right. She's two times seven, 14, three times seven, 21, goes all the way down. And all the kids laugh at is you fucked up one one out of seven. And she goes, I got nine out of ten right. All they focus on is the one wrong thing you do. Because and that's so true. Because look at the fans. Our society wants nothing more than a call out when one person goes wrong. Like I saw a guy today, somebody posted about the snowstorm in Buffalo in, in this. British, the British Browns backers page I'm I'm a fan of, or I'm a group member of. And somebody posted like, you know, I wonder if they're even going to play the game. They just posted about the weather report. First comment in there, doesn't matter what the weather is. I bet Stefanski still throws it on third and one. And it got like a bunch of laughs and like people are loving it. And it's like, 
how many times has that fucking worked? It's worked so many times this year, and you guys are still mad about it. How dumb are you? They would rather Nick Chubb fall forward to get two yards than throw it 30 yards down the field to Cooper or Donovan Peoples-Jones, which we've completed many of those. Sure. They would rather see Nick Chubb fall forward for one yard than get 30 yards in the year because they're dumb. You're dumb, if Browns you fans. six feet of snow in Buffalo and it's still snowing, guess what you're not doing? Throwing the fucking ball. Or you can, but it's not going to go well for you. You can try it. <laughs> And, and that's the other thing I, I got into a little discussion today with my friends. We were doing our, we do our weekly predictions with each other, just joking around in a group text. And I picked the bye to beat Seattle this week for those of you looking at home. But, uh, but then we were talking about the Browns game and I said, it's going to be ugly. I said, it could be like a nine to six game because of field goals or something like that, or a touchdown on the ground with a missed extra point. Cause it's too snowy. So like nine to six was my, my joking guess. And my one buddy's like, uh, Josh Allen's going to put up 40 points that he played at Wyoming. I'm like, the fuck does that have to do with anything? And I quickly screenshot last year's Monday Night Football game, if you remember. Oh, yeah, the one Bills against, against the uh, Patriots. Patriots. Windy, snowy, shitty day. Oh, shit. They couldn't throw the ball. It was like a 14 to 12 game. It was really windy, though, too. And it was super windy. And there was hard. I don't even think there was snow. It was just windy. Now you're going to be going up against feet of snow. And they're like, oh, he'll be fine. He played at Wyoming. Like, that's all that, that matters. matters. Yeah. That was a game where they did practice warm kicks and the bike kicked it and it just came back. You watched the ball, like just fucking, it looked like a knuckleball. It was nuts. Uh, in the NFC North, you have the Lions 31, Bears 30. Justin Fields continues to carry my fantasy football team. I can't believe I got him on waivers. I couldn't be happier. Well, that's it's not going to happen the rest of the year, but it's okay. I think he's, I mean, as long as he keeps getting touchdowns, I'm going to fuck if they win. <laughs> Keep running that ball, Mr. Fields. I don't give a shit about your record at all. Uh, Tennessee, or not Tennessee, I'm sorry, Kansas City wins pretty easily against Jacksonville. Jacksonville tried for about a quarter or so, and then shit, shit ended pretty quickly. Uh, New York Giants handled the Texans. The Giants moved to 7-2. and two. Saints lose to the Steelers. Ugly fucking game. Really ugly. Like you said, the TJ Watt factor is real. Um, do I think that his presence makes that big of a difference against better opponents? To be determined with he, this current he, offense that they have. defense probably, like, on fire like he got him like lit up oh, yeah. and ready to go and, and that was without Minka Fitzpatrick he missed the game so it was just TJ Watt yeah. uh, out there uh their other I still don't think it's worth there. bringing him back this year to re-injure if he gets hurt again but that's not my team so I no I mean I agree with you even Lee said it last week Lee said no sense in bringing him back right now but they're gonna go for it I mean as much as I hate the Steelers they do have the same record as the Browns we of course own the tiebreaker though right now but right. they are three and six as well uh they beat the lowly Saints who are sticking with Andy Dalton, for some reason, who has looked like shit for the last month. I don't understand why, but they're sticking with him. Uh, the Broncos lose to the Titans in another shitty game. Ryan Tannehill comes back 17-10. to 10. Broncos are ass, 3-6. and six. Uh, Colts somehow beat the fucking Raiders. It's almost as if Josh McDaniels is trying to lose. I don't understand how you lose that game. He wants to go back to New England, buddy. He didn't have to leave then if he wants to go back. <laughs> Nobody made him take the job in, in Las Vegas. But that was ugly. You lost to Jeff Saturday in his coaching debut. This guy had three days to prepare. Same You're guy. Josh McDaniels. You're supposed to be some offensive guru. You've been a head coach now twice in the NFL. You've been an offensive coordinator on how many Super Bowl winning offenses with Tom Brady and the Green Bay uh, or the New England Patriots, and you lose to fucking a, a, an old center who hasn't coached a day in his life. Did you see the tweet that he tweeted out like a month ago about how the Raiders oh yeah he's, we talked about that last week. He's oh. like he's like the Raiders suck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he plays them, First and everyone's thinking like, "To be able to go out and talk shit, he should have retweeted coach. it. I, I think that would have been fucking awesome <laughs> if he went home and retweeted it and just put like still stands and just did that. Like that'd be fucking ballsy. I would love that guy. Watch him go like the next three games and just wait. All three of them. 
Uh, breaking news, I think that winning streak comes to a real quick ending this <laughs> this Sunday. But spoiler alert, we'll get to that later. Uh, Colts are 4-5-1. and one, Raiders are 2-7. and seven. They suck. Uh, Cowboys lose to the Packers in overtime. It was that was a fun a game, game. It was a really, really Two good game. games on Sunday worth watching. Yeah. yeah. 31-28, to Packers come back. Aaron Rodgers throws, what, three touchdowns? Christian Watson, the rookie. Glad he woke um, up a little bit that game. I am too because I have him in another fantasy league, so I got some good quarterback points this week. Uh, the Cardinals beat the Rams. Oh. Colt McCoy takes on, I don't even remember the fucking name of the, the Rams' backup quarterback, but it was a battle of backup quarterbacks. Yeah, Whitey McPherson. That sounds about right for me. Uh, for all I know, it could be. I think it was uh, Shane Falco was was quarterback for the Rams. Sugar Shane Falco. Was it, what was his nickname? Was it what, Shane Falco? What was his actually name? Sugar or something? Or no, it was a Sugar Bowl that he played in that lost all that money or something. Yeah, he, he threw the game in something. Yeah, I don't remember him having a nickname. Um, but but the yeah, ugly there is uh, Cup, right? I mean, yeah, Cooper Cup going on IR. He's hurt, had surgery. He's going to miss an extended period of time, uh, which is smart. At this point, if you're banged up, there's no sense in trying. The Rams are done. They're three and six. They have no shot at just about anything. They're not very good. Uh, Sunday night football, Chargers tried to hold on to a lead against the Niners, and the Niners just overcame them. Uh, I give the Chargers credit. The Chargers tried. They were winning for most of that game, and then the fourth quarter, they just the wheels fell off. San Francisco is a team to be reckoned with right now. For sure, right? for sure. And it's just funny to me. And who's quarterback still? I mean, Jimmy G. Yeah, that's weird. That Jimmy G. Does. They had Christian McCaffrey. Debo got that huge deal in the offseason. Then he got all fat, and he's not very good this year. Um, but they're still winning. So yeah. more power to him. San Francisco, like you said, though, they're the, that sneaky team that you see them, and you're just like, whatever. It's the Niners. It gives a shit. And then last year, one game away from the Super Bowl. Two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl against yeah. the Chiefs. Like that's a team that, and I don't doubt that they'll go deep in the playoffs this year either. They should. It just depends on their the way it lines up for them, which seeding they get. Uh, then Monday Night Football, as we said earlier, the Commanders upset the Eagles, thirty-two. I think 21. the Eagles just kind of laid off the gas a little bit. You know, eight the way eight zero. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're just like fuck it, you know, whatever. And they didn't. I don't think they tried hard enough. No, not at all. I mean, they just. I mean, that's the other thing too. She probably want to lose eventually. Yeah. Because it's like I don't want this pressure on us every week trying to win. Not that and I'm not saying they went out there and lost on purpose, but I also sure, feel like sure. it's probably a relief after you lose. Now it's like let's get back to the basics. Now we don't have that pressure anymore. Right. However, though, you don't have the Dolphins team showing up with big drinking champagne bottles at the, games. The crazy thing, though, for the Eagles is at eight and one, you think fuck they're going to run away with the division. Like the the Vikings are going to run away with the NFC North. But the Giants are seven and two. They are right behind the Eagles. Who Cowboys is, are six and three, right behind them. Like that's a good division. The NFC East would be stacked like that. Even the Commanders, five and five, they're not far away. So right. that, that's a really good division. And that's a division we all thought was going to pretty much suck. And then you have the AFC West that we thought was going to be dominant. Like all four teams, we thought were going to be in the playoffs. Three of them suck, kind of. So kind of it's interesting the way the NFL works out. But that's usually how it goes. Never fails. Now. We move back to baseball really quick because the Guardians, of course, made some moves yesterday I wanted to talk about. First one being they traded my boy, my boy Nolan Jones. Prospect, uh, high expectations, good power hitter. I, I I bought his autographed game-used bat from an auction site for dirt cheap. I, I swear to God, I got it for like $10. Um, but I was just hoping he would turn, to be, turn out to be a good player. He's a really cool autograph. I was excited, a Guardians player. Uh after doing more, after sleeping on it and doing a little more digging, I understand the trade now. Mm -hmm. He is a corner outfielder with Oscar Gonzalez in right, Stephen Kwan in left. Not a lot of playing time. He tried to move to third base. He could also play third base if needed. We kind of have a pretty decent third baseman over there named we Jose do? Ramirez. Oh, him. Yeah, okay. So for me, I kind of thought, though, there were two spots that I thought of for Nolan Jones in his future with Cleveland, and I've talked about it on the show. First base or DH. Which they tried, yeah. And that's the funny thing that you say that because 
our buddy Greg, I want to tell you this in person. So I did text him last night about the yeah, Nolan Jones trade. And he said, you know, well, it makes sense because there's really nowhere for Nolan Jones to play. He was the odd man out. And I just said, well, I thought they would try him at first base, at least just experiment in the spring training, something like that. Greg's response, that's dumb, period. That's all he puts. So I see that and I kind of like, the fuck? He's got a little sass to him today. Expand. So I'm like waiting. I'm like, I'll let him try to explain himself. And then he, he went on a rant basically saying how Cleveland, Cleveland fans are dumb. They think that any baseball player. Cleveland fans are dumb. Let's he play said, it. He said, Cleveland sports fans are dumb. They think any player can just change positions in the majors. And, and he's like, that's just not the case. It's not how it works. So he was kind of directing that at me. So I went back at him and I said, they tried Nolan Jones at first base in the minor leagues, albeit not, not a long time. He only played sure. one game. But before you play that one game, you do have to practice. You do have to learn. So like behind the scenes, he's playing first base. They didn't just wake up one day and say, Nolan, you're going to first, never done it before. Right. He, he worked his way into it. He did play one game, but I do remember reading that he played first base before. So that's all I thought was they would try him there for spring training. Right. I didn't say he's going to be our everyday first base. That's, that's dumb. So the way Greg saw it was that's dumb. Players don't change positions. I'm like, well, he fucking did it already in the minors. They already played him so at first base. So what was base. his argument to the reason why he didn't mention And then he went, well, it was only one game, so blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But I said, at least I said, at least I know that I wasn't talking out of my ass when I told you that. <laughs> Arguing with, with Greg is fun. And he changed the subject pretty quickly and invited me to a whiskey event. So I think we're on good terms again. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he immediately sure. was, he was super fucking sassy about it. Um, but I did think that Nolan Jones would be, either the first baseman or could compete for DH because we yeah. don't have a fucking DH either. I mean, there were guys playing DH in the playoffs where I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, right. I don't even know who it is. So the trade of Nolan Jones was a little bit of a shocker at first, but again, after doing some deep research, they got a guy, Juan Brito, who has a really good walk to strikeout ratio, which is what the guardians look for. He's a good contact hitter. He's a middle infielder. That's a guy in the future, which right now, uh, Andre Semenez not going anywhere. That's our second baseman for the foreseeable future. Right. Now, Ahmed Rosario at shortstop, that's a guy who's, if I'm not mistaken, is a free agent. Maybe the Guardians try to keep him on a, on a, on a decent contract. I don't think they're going to overpay him. I think he could get a good good haul if he goes somewhere else. Right. Don't think the Guardians are going to let him go. Um, or I'm sorry, I don't think the Guardians are going to overpay for him, I should say. But I'm also not saying Juan Brito is going to be called up immediately and be our starting everyday shortstop. Is he coming into double A or triple A? I'd have to double check him. I'm not mistaken. He's, I think what, 20, he, he's right? young. I think yeah. he did both, I think, okay. last year. But he was he's a good hitter. Hits for contact. He reminds he me, he reminds me of a Stephen Kwan. Not a lot of he hits a little more power than Kwan, but he hits for uh, average. Both sides of the plate, too, right? I think he's a switcher, yeah, yeah I think. And uh hits for average. He gets uh more walks than strikeouts, does really well in that aspect. So for, for that, that makes sense. Also, the biggest factor with the Nolan Jones trade that I thought about was uh Nolan Jones is out of options. No longer has any minor league options. Oh, okay. So the Guardians having hit him on their 53-man ro- or their 25-man major league roster means if they need to make a different move and he's not, he's the odd man out, they have to release him basically. Like right. you have to get rid of him. So to trade him and get anybody, which Juan Brito, if I think I read, has three options left in his, in his career. So we got a guy with three options, a guy you can move up, call down, you know, whatever. That's good to have that flexibility because if you don't do that, then you're kind of screwed. Right. Because Nolan Jones would be here, and then you might lose him for absolutely nothing. So the Guardians are looking at it as like, here's a guy who's more than likely not going to be an everyday player. He's a talented player. 
but we also might have to just get rid of him. So we don't want to do that. And they might see a bigger ceiling on the guy we just traded for. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we do have a plethora of middle infielders, and Juan Brito is just like, added like to it. It's like Pokemon cards, but collecting all of them. I mean, they're good, but we do need some guys with power to also play first base, catcher, DH, etc. So definitely keep your eyes peeled there. I don't think the Guardians are done making moves, but that was an interesting one yesterday. I just wanted to wanted to make a note of that. I like my man Nolan Jones. I was excited. I like I like rooting for some prospects when they get called up and just seeing their careers go. Maybe so they'll go and get to the major league and do well at the Rockies and shit. And that's the other thing knows. too. He's got a lot of power. He's a good hitter, Nolan Jones. He's going to play in a very hitter friendly park if he stays with Colorado and makes right. the major league roster, etc. Um, so sky's the limit for him. So kudos to him. I'll be I'll be a Nolan Jones fan forever as long as he continues to to be decent. If he sucks, then I'm going to forget about him. But oh. <laughs> Like you I saw his bat though, so you hope you hope he does well though. It's like Lonnie Chisholm. Like I loved Chisholm when we called oh, him I up. Did like I was really excited. I was at his first game. He hit a home run against the Yankees. I was there. I was so pumped. I was like, this fucking dude, like, this is gonna be historic. I'm gonna get to watch this kid grow as a player. I'm going to I was at his first game, like, and the next thing you know, he kind of sucked. We got rid of him, he fell out of baseball, and I'm like, fuck, I wasted a lot of time on that guy. <laughs> but what can you do? It's kind of like me and Baker Like, I'm so excited for. I mean, everybody did. Well, there. Did you take all your Baker stuff down in the basement? No, it's still there. Oh, okay. It's still there. I'll get rid of it. I, I, I wait till I get something to replace it. Right now, I don't have any. Like, I have a big 16 by 20 autographed Baker picture that's like damn near the middle piece of my basement. I have Miles Garrett as my my main piece, and then Baker right underneath it. And I don't have anything to replace it right now, yeah. so I'm like, well, I guess it's just gonna sit there. Um, and then Stephen Kwan robbed, Ooh. robbed of second place. I'm going to preface that. I don't think he should have won Rookie of the Year. I think that, of course, was going to Rodriguez. There's no doubt about it, as it did. Stephen Kwan, though, came in third place. And when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? They gave, what's his name? I don't even remember his fucking name. Adley Rutschman, second place, the catcher for the Baltimore Orioles, second place of Rookie of the Year. Now, let me learn you motherfuckers something right here. Oh, shit. I have stats. I have facts and figures. Rutschman, 113 games. 254 average, 398 at bats, 101 hits, 13 home runs, 42 RBI. Okay. Not bad. Stephen Kwan. Was he gold glove gold glove winner? Nope. Okay. Stephen Kwan, gold glove winner, okay. left field. Ding. I think that should help your rookie of the year campaign when you win a fucking gold glove. That should be worth at least a vote or two, in my opinion. I don't what do I know? Um Stephen Kwan batted 298, damn right. near 300, which is not unheard of in baseball nowadays. Right, right. People don't hit for 300 anymore. 147 games. So he had over 30 more games played than this guy. 563 at bats, almost you know, over 150 more at bats than this other guy. 168 hits, six home runs, 52 RBIs, and seven triples. And what, Stephen Kwan got third place. What was the um vote total? Did you look at the whole overall? I did, I forgot. I don't, I don't think. I think Rutschman got one first place vote, and that's probably what gave him the second place finish. But whoever voted for him had to have been an Oriole writer because it's all voted for by like beat reporters. Whoever voted for him should fucking resign their position. They should never be allowed to vote again. And the fact that Stephen Kwan came in third is literally it's it's a fucking embarrassment for for Major League Baseball. So if the internet was quicker here, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so first, okay, so. First place votes for was it Rush? Is it Rutschman? Abby Rutsch, Rutschman. Rutschman. Yeah. He had eighteen. Oh, he had one first place vote, eighteen second place vote, and nine third place votes. Quan mm -hmm. had. Okay, he had ten second place votes, 
and 14 third place votes as it says and zero first place votes and zero okay there you go so that's the one so the that one is have. that's what yeah. put him over but that's what i'm saying whoever gave rutschman that one first place vote yeah. should be fucking embarrassed because there's no way first off how do you give him first place over rodriguez that's that's an insult sure and then how do you justify giving him a first place vote over a guy like Stephen kwan who had better numbers played more games had more at bats which that that's a huge factor in a, in a game like baseball where your stats go off of your average the more you play, the harder it is for your average to be up. Same thing with like with with shooting. I, I remember a stat with like the Michael Jordan LeBron argument. There's like a thing with LeBron shot more three pointers than Michael Jordan and has a higher average. And fans are like, oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. I'm like, that just means like he literally has shot the ball more times and made it more consistently. Like that's actually a really good right. a good thing for him. Um, and same goes for Quan. The guy played more games, had almost 200 more at bats. His average was almost 300. He was consistently great all season. And they go, nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's it's so it disrespectful. It does seem a little unfair, but it, know, it's fucked up. It doesn't take anything away from the guy. I mean, hell of a fucking year for him. Hell of a year. I mean, again, you guys know me. I do not celebrate losing. Second place is just the first loser. So that doesn't mean shit. It's just, to me, it was disrespectful when I saw Stephen Kwan finish third. I'm like, what? Don't get me wrong. I knew he wasn't going to win, but fucking third, that's just disrespectful. You ain't first, you last. Damn right. Ricky Bobby taught me that. I live by that. That's going on my fucking tombstone. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to give a quick quick shout out to Stephen Kwan there, our boy. Didn't didn't win. Should have been at least second. I I, I honestly, I would have, I would, I thought Stephen Kwan was going to get at least a couple first place votes. I feel like that's justified. Again, you win a gold glove, you bat for 300, your team goes to the playoffs. for like, that's Wait. what I thought. Like Rushman didn't get a gold glove. Wasn't even in contention that I saw. I, I, I barely heard of the guy. Truthfully, um, his stats are nowhere near Stephen Kwan's. The Orioles didn't even make the playoffs. They had a decent season, but they didn't do shit. Right. How do you give that guy a first place vote? It's fucking. It's disgusting. And, so, and they stay anonymous, right? You know, you'll never know who they vote. I don't know. Actually, I think you do because there's a lot of guys that like get called out for their votes on things, and like that's that. It causes. It makes for really good clips later if you go. Hey, you're the guy that voted for this guy for MVP. What the fuck were you thinking? Like you screwed we'll up. Look at, and see if we can figure out. And guys will like hang up. Vote. Yeah, that's a good question. I have to look into that. I'm not sure if they do it for rookie of the year. I know for like MVP and Cy Young and shit like that. I think they do. They put their name to it because yeah. people, people get called out all the time. Uh, it's time to move on. We are tied. <laughs> I have made the miraculous comeback. The it is, six game comeback. It is time for picks, ladies and gentlemen. We are in week 11 of the NFL, and it is time for the Kyle. And Justin tattoo punishment pick challenge sponsored back to zero sponsored by nobody right now, but maybe I'll have Lee or, or, or Dave reach out to tattoo therapy Inc. And if they want to sponsor the segment, that'd be kind of cool. The official tattoo therapy Inc. Pick segment. Oh, it's got yeah. a nice ring to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that happen. Mon uh, Friday when I'm on with Lee, I'm going to tell him to do that. And I'm going to do it while I'm on the air. So he has to talk about it instead of like ignoring We're it. Going, ask him we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Oh, right on the show. Okay. Like, Hey, walk, welcome talking about balls. They're on Wednesday nights. I'll be like, Hey, speaking of talking about balls, let's do that. I'm just going to go fucking right, right into, into it. it. Brace catch, yourself. Catch him off guard. Yeah, Brace like yourself, that. Lee. I'm coming in hot. Um, but all seriousness, let's get right into it. We have Thursday night football, Tennessee Titans taking on the, dare I say, hot Green Bay Packers coming off a huge win. No. I mean, Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdowns and beats the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's a nice little warm-up. Yeah, the Packers are so up and down this year. They, they are. Mostly down. They've been mostly down. Like, I don't know what team we're going to get on on Thursday. I don't either. Same, I'll, thing, I'll same thing with the Titans, though. I'll go first. I'm, I'm taking the Titans. I think the Titans win this game. That's going to be a fun game. Like you just you mentioned earlier, it's going to be a great Thursday game. Finally, a Thursday good game, but I think the Titans are going to get it. I'm with you, actually. For me, it, I, I can't. 
in good faith say the Packers are back until I see it consistently. Sure. So one one win, it, was it a fluke? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to bet anything on that, especially since I made my, my comeback. In typical Packer fashion, everyone's on the waiver wire picking up that receiver that he lit up last Thursday, and he's not going to get the ball once on Thursday. Watch. Wait, which one? The, oh, the oh yeah. Christian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're the one that they, yeah, the Packers released their punt returner, Amari Rodgers. No, I'm fumbled. saying that everyone's That's at first, I'm like, wait, what? And then everyone's I was like, trying yeah. to sign that, that wide receiver. Christian Watson or whatever. Watson, and watch, he doesn't get the ball maybe twice on Thursday. There's, There's a good chance. Are you? I, oh. I want to. This is a this is a decent pick for me. For me, I'm just looking at it as Titans just beat um, Denver, who's a really good defense. Packers defense isn't very good. I'm gonna write that down there for Tim. I like keeping Tim's picks. Uh, I can't pick him though. I need him to win a uh, couple Justin more games. Verlander, yeah, I knew that was coming. It also looks like uh, some, <laughs> we'll do some some talk about the hot stove maybe next week. But it looks like Verlander could be headed to the Dodgers. There's a lot of talk about that. He declined his option from the Astros, so he's going to become a free agent. He just retired. Go enjoy your wife's boobies. He, he does. I mean, he's a pitcher. He likes to play once a week. So, I mean, he gets the rest of the time to just fool around with Kate Upton. Uh, not let anybody down. Yeah, maybe Gravity. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. She's aged. They were they were already really big, but Gravity is not kind to things like that. Uh, but he turned down the option, and then I forgot the name of the guy. Uh, Tyler something. I forgot. Tyler Anderson, maybe. Uh the pitcher for the Dodgers, he just signed a deal with the A's or the Angels. I'm sorry. So he left LA. There's now an opening spot in their rotation. I don't think they're saving it for Trevor Bauer. I think it's going to go to Justin Verlander and they're going to back Frank Struck up because. Have you heard any updates in the Bauer story? Is he getting any worth his doing yet? I haven't seen anything for that. I mean, he's still super active on social media. He's grown. If you haven't seen him lately, he grew oh. his hair out. Oh, yeah. He looks I, like shit. I watch him on TikTok. He goes and he does all these random like pitching seminars against people. And so yeah, he, he loves them. pitching against like high schoolers and yeah. shit, which is kind of fun. It's cool to see these kids try to hit a major league pitcher. Yeah. It's really fun. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. You guys know where I stand with Trevor Bauer. Uh, I feel like his name has been pretty well cleared of any wrongdoing, and the fact that he's still being punished it just shows you that the cancel culture in in, in the real world in, in America uh, is is fucked up, and and nobody's given a second chance. Nobody is innocent until proven guilty. It's it's just a shame. The same thing with Watson, as we said earlier. Um, there have been enough stories that kind of make you think that a lot of these women were just in it for the money. And everywhere Watson goes for the rest of his career, he's going to be tied to being a rapist and this and that. People are going to talk shit. He's going to get just scolded everywhere he goes. And unfortunately, that's a scarlet letter that he's got to wear for the rest of his life. It's a shame. And same thing with Trevor Bauer. Uh, the only thing, the only difference is obviously Watson is serving a suspension and going to continue his career here in a few weeks, whereas Trevor Bauer may never see a major league field again. And I think that's just a shame. Sadly. It is. I, I liked him a lot. Even when he went crazy through the ball over center field, we traded him, et cetera. I still, I'm just, I'm a Trevor Bauer fan. I like the guy. He's a good pitcher. He's fun. He's energetic. Uh, I love the way that he would talk shit about major league baseball and like kind of fuck with them a little bit. I just thought he was cool. He was an outlaw, a little bit of a wild card. I forgot to mention, speaking of cancel culture, that Barbarian movie you recommended a couple weeks ago, trashed you didn't like I it hated that movie why just the entire story was like like fucking like walking a snail down the sidewalk like just trying to like get to the point of the story and then you get to the end you're like oh that's all it is is this some fucking hit and red like whatever and, and that's all spoiler it is. alert I'm sorry jesus <laughs> but it's like <laughs> i i get that why i watch on the plane to to vegas and i i mean oh that's watched it. That, that that that's why you were in the wrong atmosphere oh what atmosphere to be in like a you need to watch it at night in your house. Oh, Good I sound. See. You're watching. You're sitting there with headphones on, eating fucking Chex Mix, sitting on an airplane. It's not the same thing. It just eat, was, the eating Cheez Its. It didn't, it didn't grab me. I thought sipping it was a twelve dollar like, airplane bottle of Jack Daniels. That's not how you watch Barbarian. It, uh, no, it's it way was better. Eight dollar Bud Light can. Okay, that's fair. That's actually cheaper <laughs> than I expected. No, I, 
I, I'm going to wholeheartedly say you are wrong about your assessment. I think if you watch it again, um, I, don't think I, could ever I also think that. though, I watched so much horror that it was so different than anything I've watched. And I was let down by so many movies lately yeah. that I really like, that's why I was like, okay, this is, this is worth watching. Cause like I watched, I, I watched I, a lot of like dust. I, I like the idea of the story of like the whole basement. Like there's just the whole fucking like. Cabin. All right. For those of you watching or listening right now, spoilers are ahead. So turn <laughs> yes. it, Sorry. turn it off right now. Cause I got, I got to talk about some things here with Kyle <laughs> and it, I, I can't not spoil things by saying this. I loved Bill Skarsgård's acting because initially, did you not think he had something to do with it? Oh, absolutely. He was so creepy, and you're like, "Oh fuck, what's what do you do?" Right. And then, spoiler alert, gets his head, gets his fucking head fucking smashed against, yeah. and you're like, "Holy shit, he's that, that, I did not see that coming." Yeah. And then the whole story changes. Then it's like, boom, Justin right. Long. No, I get that. Like I was grabbed by maybe the first forty five minutes of the movie. Like I'm right. like, okay, this is intense. Okay, so two people same house. Yeah, something's going. Don't get me wrong. Like the that. concept of it is far fetched. Sure. That this dude has like a tunnel underneath all these houses. He's dying he's and been, he's, he's been, been banging his family. He's been yeah, creating yeah. these inbreds for the last however many years until this monster crazy one is the final like thing. I get it. It's not the most original. It's not the most creative, but it was different. Yeah. And I just really loved it. I, I love Justin Long's character. I like Justin Long a lot. Yeah, yeah, so his yeah. character was fun. Um, I like the same thing with his character. There was a twist of he's claiming innocence. And then as the movie goes on, you realize this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. I loved the, the character up, twist. Yeah. I, I loved that. Um, and then like at the end where she gets pulled in and she, yeah, same thing with her. And I also like that there are social injustices put in the movie too. There's cancel culture. That's a topic. She is a, uh, what is she Hispanic? Maybe I don't really know what she is ethnicity wise, but she's Hispanic. I'll just say a, a person of color, a minority. And she's approaching the police after she got held captive. And the cops are like, get the fuck out of here, crackhead. And she's right. like, I am a like psychology major. I'm not a crackhead. I can right. lead you to the house. And they're like, fuck off. Like they don't listen to her. I loved that it shows those like social injustices. Um, I, I like the movie as That's not fine. one of my, by no means is it one of my favorite horror movies of like all time. It's just one of my top ones for 2022. Right. Okay. All right. I just, I get them watch. We, we were like landing as if we were finishing, like coming into Vegas. I'm like, I, like, I look at Jess. Oh, so you're, you're, you got to lift your tray up. You're fucking looking oh. around. You're looking out the window. <laughs> You guys have never been to Vegas, so you're looking up, going, "Oh, look at the lights! Look at that!" Uh, you weren't watching the no, movie. You got to, you got to give it a second go. You got to give it a second go. All right, sorry for going off on a tangent there. Yeah, he gets me going when he talks bad about my stuff. There's <laughs> plenty of things Kyle's recommended that I didn't agree with, but I never fucking said anything about it. Oh, you have that changes tonight. I just got to remember some of them. <laughs> uh, all right, back to picks. Oh, your turn. Chicago right. Bears, Atlanta Falcons. The way the Falcons have been playing, and the way the Bears have been putting up points, but finding ways to lose. Give me the bears on this one. I think Ooh, they find a way. We're different here. I take the Falcons out. All right. And here's where he takes the lead. Yeah, more than likely. This is going to do it right there. How are you? All right, Tim. Yeah. Kyle, not going to lie. Not great company to be in when Tim's picking the same team as you. <laughs> <laughs> when have I back, Tim? I take that back. Tim went 500 last week. Nothing to slouch at. Not bad at all. Albeit, he only made four picks. So he went two for four. Not the greatest <laughs> showing, but not the worst. Uh, you've got the Baker Bros taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, this one I think is pretty easy. I'll pick for you, Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Baltimore as well. But bold pick of the week. Here we go, the bold prediction. I'm going to take Baker with three touchdowns this week. Baker, three TDs. Now, you have to be, you have to preface. Three passing touchdowns, or are you just saying three touchdowns overall? Three touchdowns overall. Okay, three overall touchdowns. Baker gets happy feet when he gets in 10 yards of the end zone, so. you got a lot of faith thinking he's going to get within 10 yards of the end zone <laughs> against the Ravens on Sunday. <laughs> Tim, what are you working with? I got the Panthers. Really? He's, 
Total opposites. Okay, I was like Tim. Tim's a fan of the underdog. I'm starting to sense a trend here. <laughs> uh, Tim is literally picking every Vegas underdog. I think so Tim's far. Tim's going for that twenty-five dollar buy-in and like a five thousand dollar payout. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, this is the slot where we would put the Cleveland Buffalo game. We'll save that to the end. I just went ahead and filled in my pick right there because it wasn't a fucking spoiler. I told you all it was going to be. It's no surprise. Did you put snow down as the winner. Yeah, I put uh, the. <laughs> Not the heat miser. Who's the other one? The oh, freeze the, uh, miser, the, whatever the fuck he's I called. I it's Mr. Freeze or some shit. No, it's a Batman. Yeah, I don't, whatever. My my pick is the abominable snowman. That's who's going to win on Sunday. I don't know what the name of that guy is. I'm, trying, I'm singing the song in my head now. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, all I can think of is Mr. Heat Miser. I don't know. Somebody in the comments, if you're watching and you know, who's the cold guy in those weird clay things from back in the day? That looked like somebody was on an acid trip when they made them. You can give me the name of the guy. I would really appreciate those are it. The best Christmas. They're fun because you can just watch them and you're like, God, this fucking sucks. You can like, see, like the slow motion where you're like, yeah, across you can almost like see the guy moving them with his hand, and you're just like, God, our parents like watch this, and we're yeah, like, now I gotta know fuck, look at this man. technology. It's amazing. Uh, while Kyle looks that up, I will get onto the next game. We have the Commanders against the Texans again. I think this is going to be a pretty good consensus. Oh, oh Snow Miser, pretty much is it? It was okay. I said Cold Miser. I was close. close. Snow Miser, Heat Miser. All right, fair enough. That's who's going to win on Sunday. The Snow Miser. Uh, but in a game that should have better weather because it's in Houston, give me Washington. Uh, yeah, give me the Commanders in this one as well. Give me, be... give me Tyler Henneke, crack open Heineken. Going four and one. Very possible. Tim, you got Tim. Tim's going all underdogs. All underdogs. Hey, I like it. No, Tim... no, no, I'm not going to Texans. Oh, well, I think you said going uh, Texans. Uh, My bad. Okay, okay, so you're going Washington. Right. I mean, that's your fucking last name. You better go with Washington. Not Washington. <laughs> right. All right. So Washington for Tim. Next up. Philadelphia coming to ruin the honeymoon for Jeff Saturday really quickly. But I may do a quick search and see if he called out the Eagles for sucking anytime soon. I think he just tweeted, fuck, I don't want to coach against the Eagles this weekend (laughs) is what he's going to put. Uh, Yeah, give me Philadelphia in a pretty easy one here. Yeah, I think the Eagles bounce back and get it together. The only thing, though, and this is me being nerdy, this is me being, you know, a little extra with my sports analysis, but that's the way my brain works. Kind of a good matchup for Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor got shit figured out last week. The run game is working. Jeff Saturday is an offensive lineman. He knows how to make holes. The big weakness for Philadelphia right now, their run defense without Jordan Davis. Good time to get to expose that if you are uh, Indianapolis. However, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, 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 think, I think the luck's going to run out here. I just think the Eagles are overall, what's, what's the spread? overall I mean, I very well coached. I think it's seven. It's probably not much because Philly's the road team, so that's that also hurts the spread. So they're not going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's minus seven. Right yeah, there. If it were a home game, I think it would probably be close to double digits. It would probably be nine or ten if it was in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, but I'm going Philly. Yep, I think you are as well, Tim. I mean, fucking. What is it? Double down, dude. Let it ride. Yeah, <laughs> let, it ride. let it ride. No, I, Vegas, it I respect ride. it if you take Philly though. Philly. All right, good pick for Tim. <laughs> Next up, we have the Jets and Patriots, a rematch of a game from about three weeks ago where the Patriots somewhat embarrassed the Jets up until the end of the game. The Jets made it. On on the on paper, it looked like a closer game than it really was. They picked off uh, Zach Wilson like two or three times. Uh, the, the Jets struggled to move the ball pretty much all game. Uh, close win, but New England won the game overall. However, it was in New York. This one's in New England. Advantage the hood. Coming off a bye also. So Bill Belichick has had two weeks to prepare for this Jets team, but the Jets are also coming off a bye. That's exactly why I decided to go with the Patriots because of the bye week. You gave yeah. you gave Belichick two weeks to figure out exactly <laughs> two weeks to to go after, especially since the Jets, and he's not a fan of the Jets at all. So. No, he fucking hates them. 
I uh, I'm going with the Jets as well. Or I'm sorry, with the Patriots yep, as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he said it. Jets. I accidentally clicked the Jets on there. That's why I said their name. I would I would never pick the fucking Jets. I think everybody here knows where I stand with that team. They <laughs> suck. Any given chance I have to talk shit to my friends, I am going to stick with it. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the Patriots as well. Timothy. Patriots as well. Good choice. We are all in unison on that one. Next up, we have the shitty Rams against the shitty Saints in a game that I wouldn't want my worst enemy to watch. Actually, I think Matt Stafford might be back, but even then, they still suck with him. They have no Cooper Cup. Uh, the Saints are still trying to figure out what quarterback they want to go with. They're not a very good team. Uh, this one's tough. Oh, you want me to lead it off here? No, I can because you started off last one. I, just, yeah. I have to think because I didn't actually make a pick yet. I can, I can go. Tim, start us off. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, both predictions. The score of this game is 60 plus. Oh. Woo, 60 plus overall. So you're going way bet the over. Okay, I'll put that down. Tim's going plus 60. And I, I got Rams. I don't think Rams. All right, I'm going to go Rams if Matt Stafford plays because I think he's back. I could be mistaken. If he doesn't play, give me the Saints. But if he does, I'm going Rams. By the way, last week, did you give me the Cardinals? Because I said asterisks if Stanford doesn't I did. Play? I gave oh, you the okay. win. Because I, I, I did the same for both. So I'll go over that really quick because you were obviously not here. So there were three games, I think three, yeah, that I put an asterisk on. I took Buffalo with an asterisk because if Josh Allen didn't play, I was taking the Vikings. But he played, and Buffalo still lost. Yeah. So I took a loss on that one. Then I took Tennessee with an asterisk and said if Tannehill doesn't play, I will take um, – I think they played the, the Broncos. Yep. So I was going to take the opponents, but all those guys played. So the asterisks were fine. The only one that didn't work out was the Rams, but it was kind of a wash because Kyler Murray didn't play either. Right, right, sure. But I, I, I gave you that one as well. So yeah, you can see there. I'll to verify, check mark for you, <laughs> check mark for me. We both got the Rams, quote unquote, a win, even though it says Rams. We both went technically went with the uh, Cardinals. So I take care of everything. I even went back and double checked to make sure I didn't fuck up the numbers after I did all that. So it's it's legit. If you want to audit me, I have it all fucking documented here, everybody. I'll have my broker reach out. That's fine with me. I know what I'll tell him. Uh, so for that, with that being said, you are up. Uh, yeah. So you both took the um, the Rams. I'm taking the Saints at home. I'm going Rams. Asterisk Stafford, obviously. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Saints at home there. Okay. So I'm gonna have a two game advantage. It looks like on Kyle. Thank you very much. Christmas is coming early for me. All the way around. Next up, we have the Lions, worst defense in football, up against New York football giants. A, I'm going to go with the Giants, and B, this is my bold prediction. I'm going three total touchdowns for Saquon Barkley. And I say total because they might get a little frisky against a shitty defense, but if he throws a touchdown, you never know. I just have to make sure I put that in there so he doesn't get three rushing touchdowns or a pass-catching touchdown and throw one, and then everyone's like, well, no, 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 he didn't. Start anytime, touchdowns in general. Three anytime touchdowns for Saquon Barkley that he's – the responsible person for that is my bold prediction so the new york football giants and i agree with you i am taking the new york football giants as well okay tim Take mark, my dog. Going giants. good pick smart pick if dog named saquon that's amazing yes <laughs> he, he has two dogs he has saquon and he has barkley <laughs> Barkley's a great and dog. The neighbors hate it because they're like, Barkley, stop barking. And they're like, what the fuck's wrong with this Tim guy? Is he have Tourette's? <laughs> they don't realize you're yelling at a dog. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the shitty Raiders against the shittier Broncos. Ooh. Another game that I wouldn't want my worst enemy to watch. That game's going to suck. There's, there really are. Um, I go first. Uh, I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, for me, the Raiders can score. They just can't stop anybody. 
the the Broncos can't stop or they stop everybody and they can't score. Yeah. It's going to be kind of like a battle of both worlds. This one could be interesting. This could legitimately be like a somebody wins on a last second field goal kind of game. Uh, but just based on what I've seen from these teams, the Raiders can at least move a little bit. The Broncos are ass. Like their offense is, is I've never seen one this bad before. So give me the Raiders as well. Tim is conjuring up uh, John Madden's ghost, and he is taking the Raiders. I love it. However, Devontae Adams is limited in practice this week. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be all right. Maybe. With the abdominal pains. It's the stomach hurts from being on the fucking Raiders. I don't blame him. I, I wake up sick every day, too, if I was on that team. Um, yeah, Robert just got signed by the Broncos. That's how bad they are. <laughs> He's their starting running back. I thought you were the cheerleader. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. They They like him with more hair. <laughs> they like him hairier if you're a Denver Broncos cheerleader. And the beard, too. You got to have a little facial hair in Denver. You got to keep warm in those cold winter months. A little tickling of the, uh, you know. Now you have game of the week, in my opinion. And this one should be the game of the week. Cowboys against the Vikings. I think it's going to be a great game. I went first last time. Oh, no, I was just saying that's going to I think it's going to oh, be a game. No, I thought I think, we were talking yeah. about, like, how excited we were to watch it before no, we I did mean, it. I, I think it could be. Um, you have a 6-3 and three Cowboys battling, trying to stay in the playoff contention. Just, the and the Vikings are, just keep finding ways to that, win. I love the, the Vikings this year. Their team, I think we talked about this beginning of the season, that they, they should have a hell of a fucking season. But I, they, picked, I picked Justin Jefferson as my offensive player of the year because I said this offense is going to be uh, take another step with the new head coach, uh, yeah. Kevin O'Connell. Or whatever is that? I think it's O'Connell. Whatever. Um, sure enough, some Irish fuck. Yeah, it's it's oh something. It's oh shit. They're winning. Oh, I don't understand Shanahan. it. So kudos to them. I mean, I knew the Vikings were going to be good. Their defense is what's surprising me. Their yeah. defense is really playing very well. I didn't expect that. It's just, I don't trust the Cowboys for anything. You know, for me, it's sometimes they get up for a team. Sometimes they just don't get up for anybody. Hot take: Cowboys are better without Dak Prescott. Absolutely, so, they are. I think I think we both know who we're picking here. I think I am going Minnesota first. I am as well. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I know. something about Dak when he came back, it really hurt the team chemistry. I'm not saying Cooper Rush by any stretch was going to keep I, doing anything. I actually think Cooper Rush could have kept it going because they were like on Cooper Rush's like. They were starting to kind of figure him out defensively. Teams were right when Prescott came back, but Prescott came back, and Robert's a big Texas fan, I guess. Oh no, they are not. You don't think they're better without Dak? I think Dak just really holds him back. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, they find ways to lose when Dak's playing for some reason. Uh, Survey says you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, again, I'm not saying by any stretch that Cooper Rush is some savior. I just think that they would be. They remind me of the Browns with Baker Mayfield. You have this great team, really good roster. You can win some games. You can make the playoffs. But you're never going to win a Super Bowl because your quarterback just isn't that next tier franchise I think it's a elite quarterback. Of- quarterback and coach though i think mccarthy's not all that either so yeah and, and i mean ezekiel ezekiel elliott too same thing he's a guy who one week could be an mvp candidate the next week he's a fucking ghost now, if we talk about their run game real quick so i i think uh, well, another in another their defense take. he didn't play last week zeke against the packers matter. another hot take i think mm-hmm. Pollard's better than zeke yeah no question about it when when pollard gets more touches their their offense moves better uh zeke for whatever reason just doesn't find holes like he used to could be aged could be a lot of mileage on him. He it's was, crazy to say that he's getting old. Because I've watched him since like Ohio State and everything. It's just crazy. I'm getting old, too. That's how football that. works, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, give me the Vikings here on this one. Tim, yeah. who do you got? You're going with the Cowboys. All right. Bold pick. What, what is that team from Sunday call them? That, that show uh, Death the Blue Death, Star or something? Yeah, the Blue Stars or something. I don't remember. 
yeah, Elliot's just not good anymore. Uh, Dak, for whatever reason, holds the team back. I think there, there's some revamping that needs to be done. I, I, I saw cheerleaders up there in the offensive line. That's I saw a funny meme the other day that said something like, finally, Mike McCarthy goes to Green Bay and helps the Packers win a game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, then you have the Bengals and the Steelers. Uh, I think last week was kind of fluky. I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to keep up with the Bengals offense. I'll bet, it, the Bengals I'll bet here. a tattoo Cowboys win. Man, you've already lost I'm not one putting that on one game. You already too lost much. one tattoo to me this weekend. So that's a hefty bet. Like you could do like I'll bet you a round at the bar for one game, a tattoo. We're doing a tattoo for our whole year of picks, and you're like, fuck it. We're going all out. Grand prize for one See, that's game. Just, that's just Robert's style right there. Does he go all out like that? Balls to the wall, buddy. I tell you what, here's the deal, Robert. If the Cowboys win, we'll let you call in the show for five minutes. If the Cowboys lose, you can go get a tattoo. How's that? <laughs> okay, but shots. All right, shots. And there it is. That's a good bet. We'll do drinks next time we see each other. That's the bet. So We'll do a virtual shake, shake, shake. That's you got to make it official. So the bet's official. If the Vikings win, Robert owes Kyle and I a shot. And if the Cowboys win, we'll get you a shot. All right. Two of them. Yeah, one from each of us. <laughs> and we shook on the if I had a winning record. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So Tim and I are doing a thing where uh, Tim's going to do some picks. How are we doing that? I didn't actually think about that since you're in. I like Tim pick too. I like that. <laughs> I just noticed it. Was that up the whole time? Uh, no, I painted my feet. Oh, I was going to say, I just <laughs> I saw it. Too. I, I really don't look down when we're doing the show. I just saw it. Um, we'll do also preface the the shot bet with it's it's the the guy getting the shot gets to pick the shot. So you sure. can't be like, you win, I'm getting you a fucking, you know, 151 or something disgusting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You got to get something decent. But yeah, Tim and I, we were talking last week. Um, I forgot exactly how we're going to work the numbers out because Tim's obviously starting late. But we'll figure that out in well, another no, time. Said, We've you got said time. if he has a winning record. Oh, yeah. If Tim has a winning record at the end of the year from doing picks with us You're now. you do a comedy set? I'll do a, I'll do a stand-up set. Oh, shit. And we're talking possibly. So not we, only We'd like to do a talking about balls comedy night where all three of us would have to do something. Hilarious. We'll figure something out. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We have plenty of time. Is it the same night that you're singing acapella? Or, uh, no, because that the season won't be over by then. If, if we get back to Lucy's, it would I would assume be like mid-December. The season doesn't end until January, so we'll figure all that out. Um, worst case, I don't know what's going on with the the, the remote for Lucy's now, if we're going to so get another one. Do we know if they did one tonight? They did not tonight, so we're not sure what's going on with that. But Either way, we'll figure it out. There's plenty of bars that offer karaoke. Lucy's does karaoke on other nights of the week that don't necessarily revolve around our show, so we can go there another time. Yep. We'll figure it all out. Uh, back to the picks. I am going Cincinnati. Pretty easy pick for me. Yes, I'm going. I, I can never pick the Steelers, so I'm going. Well, I picked them last week, actually. You did. Oh, yeah, you did. shit. I'm going Bengals. Corkies. I've never heard of it, but I'm down. Bengals. Bengals. Cincinnati for Tim. And then we go to Sunday Night Football. Chiefs and Chargers for me. Give me the Chiefs. I think they're going to win relatively easy. Uh, the Chargers are, are held together with fucking a Band-Aid right now. They have Albert so many injuries. I mean, not even that strong. They are struggling to keep afloat. Um, the Chiefs look like they're kind of feeling it. They're putting shit together. Even their loss to the Bills a few weeks ago was a close loss. Darius Tony all of a sudden looks healed. That's what happens. I mean, you put that guy in another team. He hated it in New York. They weren't using him properly. Clearly, they don't let... Um, Daniel Jones throw the ball to wide receivers. So that's a horrible situation for anybody to be in. Kenny Galladay wants out. Kadarius Toney wanted out. All these wide receivers hate it there because that's just the way the offense is run. They're winning, but that's also, unfortunately, the side effect of diva wide receivers. They want the ball. Win or lose, wide receivers are going to be mad if they're not putting up numbers. You see him adjust his glove mid the fifth ball. Like, yeah. As he threw it up, like he's adjusting his glove. That's, I mean, he's, he's a talent. That's crazy that they got a first-round pick from last year for next to nothing. Yeah. Robert's calling a Chargers upset. Interesting pick. 
Uh, I'm going Chiefs here, I think, pretty easily. I think with the Bills losing the last couple of weeks, the Chiefs are winning. I think the Chiefs are going to pull away in the AFC here, and I think this is a good step for them. Yeah, for sure. Give me the give me the Chiefs here as well. Tim, Chiefs. It's like the it's like the the voice of God in the hovering head. Love it. Over here. I love it. <laughs> Pops in. I love that. Like, why does your head keep getting bigger? Yeah, it's it keeps in? zooming in closer. <laughs> 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 it went from like you'd see like from like chest up to all of a sudden we're just going to get like forehead like only talking to us. This entire thing is going to be just fucking <laughs> Tim's head right here. His last pick is just going to be his hair talking to us. It's going to be so fucking zoomed. Uh, and then we go to Monday Night Football. A pretty, if Kyler Murray plays, could be a decent game. If he doesn't play, it's going to be a real fucking stinker. I don't want to watch Colt McCoy getting killed by the Niners. But either way, I think regardless of the quarterback, give me the Niners. Yeah, I think the 49ers win this one pretty easily. Plus, Warzone came out this week. So that's why he's hurt these last couple weeks. Yeah, there's so much Call of Duty happening. New maps, probably, I think, double XP weekend. They have no fun. Oh, yeah, it's on weekend, double XP. Yeah, definitely. Tim? As we await his triumphant. <laughs> he can't make it work. Damn it. Who are we working with? Are we working with Lee today? Uh, What's who's the team? <laughs> it's San, San Francisco against the Cardinals. Yes, oh. Lee Money. That's a Lee. That's what Lee would do on Steel City. <laughs> and we'd be like, Lee, the camera quality looks a little fucked up. I don't see anything wrong with it. What are you talking about? Niners Man, for Tim. <laughs> Ain't no bat in the caves. So that's nice. At least it didn't zoom in and there's like a fucking booger hanging out. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> that would have been kind of funny if you're like my yes. next pick and you're just like wiggling it around. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we get to the the game at hand here. Buffalo against Cleveland, as we talked about earlier. Um, potential feet of snow. Two, three, four, they're saying. I mean, it could be anywhere. Who knows? It's it's a weird thing because the lake effect storm is supposed What's to the go. Plan that they have to push it then. They're not pushing it because the the Bills play on Thursday. They're playing on Thanksgiving. The NFL is not going to push this game. Oh, this game's shit. happening, so it's pretty much going to be one of those things. I remember years ago there was a terrible storm in Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken, where leading up to the game, Green Bay put out like advertisements and they went out of their way. They were like, fifty bucks a man, show up to the stadium with a shovel, and they had fans shoveling sections open. I could see the Bills doing something like that. Bills fans are crazy. They are diehard. Fucking like tables in the stadium. I mean, there's going to be like... guys with like flamethrowers, like fucking melt in the snow. They're going to burn the stadium down. It's going to be nuts. But uh, that is a lot to think about because that's the one thing. Like people immediately just go, "It's football. They play in any weather." Sure, that's not the point here. The point now is going to be getting the players safely to the stadium, getting the Browns safely to Buffalo because this storm's supposed to be starting like Thursday. Or Friday, and it's, right and it's going yeah. all the way until and it's they, supposed you know, to end. They, you know they're taking a bus up there. So. Yeah, and they're going to be driving directly into the storm. That when they leave, they'll probably leave Saturday morning. That storm will be already happening for you know a day or two at that point, and you know just accumulating snow and shitty weather, and roads are going to be bad, and accidents, etc. And I think the the timeline for this it's supposed to end at one p.m. on Sunday, but the damage will have already be done. Um, Gonna be weird. I'm curious to see how this really plays out because it's usually you see the the snow projection go down as it gets closer. It's going, it's going up. <laughs> they started off by going at eh, 30 plus inches, but it's super early. Only time will tell. So I'm thinking, okay, it's gonna come down. It'll be like maybe a foot of snow, still a good amount of snow. And then today I look and you just showed me they're they're expecting fucking four feet or five feet of snow. It's ridiculous. So it could get really nasty. Uh, but the NFL does have to really do some magic here and figure out a way to get everybody there safely, fans included. Could they could they move it to a four o'clock game just to give it time to get the stadium clean? Uh, 
maybe, but also maybe not because the Bills, I know it's it's going to sound stupid to people at home, but with the Bills playing on Thursday night, they could say, no, I'm, we're not pushing this back a fucking minute because we need every minute to rest before that game on Thursday. So we don't want to push it back. Oh, they play Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. So the, they have to get this game in. That's why the NFL can't be like, well, we'll move it to Tuesday because fuck it, they play on Sunday next. But no, the Bills play on Thursday. They have no turnaround. So they have right. to get this game in. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, maybe they did it during COVID. Do you sacrifice and play a game in an empty stadium? Yeah, that's the thing, too. That's I really the only thing. But the NFL, so wants, many, the, the NFL wants money. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, people are going to watch this game just for the fact that's that it's going to be nuts. Yeah. People are going to love it. I can't wait to see other people tweeting about, like, the snow effect of it all. That I love this kind of shit. And what I, what I, what this makes me think, like, advantage Cleveland, almost, if it comes to just a ground-and-pound run game, because that's what we are. Um, but but on know. the flip side, that means the Bills are going to have to run the ball. And how's our run defense? Yeah, that's also true. So it, it could be a, it could be. I, I actually maybe my uh, my uncle who I was talking about earlier who said the Bills are going to score forty. Maybe he was onto something. But it's all going to be Naheem Hines and Devil Devin Singletary because I don't think Josh Allen's going to throw for much. That Duke Johnson out there last week too. They did. Yeah, they have Duke. He's probably they dusted him off the fucking. Uh, yeah, they got to use him because they don't have Zach Moss anymore. So they're they're finding anybody to play. I thought I misheard things when I heard his name. Call no, he's out. still there. He's still available. Johnson. Okay. David Johnson actually just got signed today by like I think. Jesus, I thought he died too. I thought he's been out of the league for like two years, but somebody picked him up for the practice squad today. I forgot who it might have been the Texans or something. Uh, I don't remember. The but... practice squad, you see uh, Callaway got picked up. Yeah, Antonio Callaway to the Cowboys yeah. picked up for the practice squad. I don't think he'll amount to anything. I mean, he's bounced around from team to team. Uh, his career's all but done. Uh, weather aside, if it's nice, if the weather's report is completely wrong and it's a beautiful sunny day, give me the bills. If it's a four foot, five foot snow shit, shit game with the snow miser. Give me the Bills. I'm oh. taking the Bills one way or another. Uh, truthfully, the only way the Browns can win this game is by some fluky shit. The weather does need to be horrible. Uh, we need to cause turnovers. Like, we're going to need some fucking magic to win us a game because the Bills are good. Uh, the Browns are not. They just don't play that well. And it's not like a team's coming in from Tampa Bay to five feet of snow. Exactly. The teams are both used to playing the, in cold. Buffalo, especially, just last week against the Vikings even, it was shitty. It was rainy. It was cold. It was kind of snowing. These cities are used to playing in that advantage bills in my opinion so and they're just overall the better team and i can't pick the browns until the browns show me something so Very, what's I what the over under is right now with this weather but oh I'm they might have frozen it i didn't pun intended i didn't see <laughs> but they might have frozen the, the line because of the weather they need to wait and see because the spread's going to change it's going to change like you said the over under it's going to change the um the the weird things you can bet on of like over under passing yards for Shit, players it's, it's eight right now the spread mm-hmm. which is fair but for like the other things, I wonder if they're not going to let people bet on it because it could have like Josh Allen over under 250 yards passing. If it's going to be four feet of snow, uh, give me the yeah, under, you know what I mean? And that's absolutely. free money. Smell those? Well, get in there. Come on, get in there. Yeah, Kyle didn't shower Come today. Come here. I mean to say something. Put your, put your head down here. We'll look. <laughs> Keep coming. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going Buffalo. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. Uh, okay. Tim? I go Browns. All right. And I'll tell you why. We always win the game. We always win the games. True. If we win one, it's going to be this one. And this is going to be the game that we win. Um, I I think we win the next two. We'll watch. I could never be a weatherman. This is hard. (laughs) There you go. He's moving too far away. (laughs) We've got a cold front coming out here. It's really really dark. It's going to be a balmy 76 right here. And if you look in this corner, the winds are coming from northeast, southwest. I I don't understand how they do that. I'd be so fucking backwards. We've got a total eclipse of the sun right here. Total eclipse of my heart. 
All right. So those are your picks for this week, everybody. Uh, I'm looking to take the lead here. We have a couple different differences, and we're going to start the new Tim Pick 2 and Tim see how that two. goes. I like that. And it is time now for just a tip and kind of teased what Tim was going to talk about, but we're going to let him kick it off and tell you guys all about what he's got going on this weekend that I will be at. If you've ever wanted to hang out with me and Tim, at least, because Kyle, I just found out today, is not going to be able to make it. He's got some prior engagements. He will be at Lee's show, but that's not the important part that we're talking about today. The important part is our man, Tim Buck, too, headlining. Take it away, my friend. And I am headlining the funny business show. Wrong button. <laughs> Either one works. <laughs> um. I think this is going to be a great show. Um, not because I'm headlining, which uh, you know I'm excited to do, um, but the the lineup here is just knockout. I swear to you, I am Chad is a headliner himself. Ulysses Dickerson is a headliner herself. GW Nell is a headliner herself. He's silly, is a crazy headliner. And Sean Boyd, who's been doing comedy for I believe the longest up here, is a headliner. <clears throat> so to have all of these in front of me, which I think. Um, I'm the weakest part of this lineup, and I don't plan on being the weakest that night. Um, Ooh, I like that, it. That night is going to be amazing. November 18th, this Friday, doors open at 7. I believe the show starts at 8. Um, it is going to be hosted by Dynamite Dave and Lex Vegas, uh, sponsored by Dynatech. It's going to be at Lucy's, man. Lucy's have a great place. They're a great place. They, their drinks are reasonable. The food is reasonable, and it's really good. Like, I... I enjoy I enjoy my time every time I go there. Uh, we might even do karaoke because they do supposed to be doing karaoke on Fridays. Um, it's going to be a great night. So if you want tickets, I do have tickets for ten bucks. Um, come out, kick it with us, see some people, man. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to have a good time. I promise you. If you don't have a good time at this show, then you can smack me in the face if you want to. I swear to you, I'll take that smack. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Uh, for the record, I hope Dave's still watching out there in Mormonville, but uh, when I come strolling in late halfway through the show, I'm VIP. I'm not paying. There better not be some fucking guy at the door asking for money because I'm going to tell him I'm with Redline Radio. My man, Tim Buck, too, the headliner, I'm on the list. I get in. That's what happens when you're A-list. You get on a list, and that's what's going to happen for me on Friday night. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see Tim finally. I've been trying to see Tim do stand-up for quite some time now. Uh, last week, we were hanging out after the show, and he was playing me clips. Uh, it was fucking awesome. I can't wait to see it in person. I'm really excited to do that. So come check it out on Friday night. Again, I will be at Money's Crazy Mind from 8 to 9. Uh, and then I'm going to be showing up at Lucy's. I'm going to miss a little bit of the show the first hour or so, so. But go there. Support Redline Radio. Support all those great comedians. Uh, Cleveland has a great comedy scene. Go check all these funny people out. And uh, support Redline Radio. Uh, go say what's up to Dave. Tell him to get us more remotes. Tell him to share our show more. Tell him to see, get a water cooler. Oh, yeah, water Get him. Tell him to. I'm just trying to think <laughs> yeah. of things I can. I just want people to just make Dave uncomfortable on Friday. So I'm trying to think of anything I can think of. But uh, in all seriousness, though, go check it out. Go check out the show. And now, with that being said, Kyle's pick or so, tip. Tip. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but the uh, World <clears throat> Cup of football starts on Sunday. I and, try to forget. And <laughs> for all of us soccer fans, so I was, I was browsing through Netflix, got back from Vegas, and I was just trying to, you know, watch something to kind of like relax too. And this show popped up. Um, it's called I, was it something FIFA? Yeah, FIFA Uncovered. Um, and it's it's a four part episode, four part series. It's it's basically about how corrupt and fucked up the uh, organization of FIFA is. And for those who don't know, FIFA is an organization that runs and controls um, soccer from all around the world. Um, and it starts off with all the way back in the early days 
when it was first created, I think like 50s or 60s, to its first or second World Cup where they had in Argentina. And back then, if you didn't know, Argentina was a dictatorship. I think it might still even be a dictatorship. I'm not quite sure. I really don't know. I forget. But it's the dealings they made with the dictator at the time um, to um, get the World Cup there and the money that they basically was bribed with or bri they, he bribed them with started off this entire like rundown of how the FIFA has done dealings over the last, you know, 50, 60 years. And then from there it moves to basically all through history, all the bribes and the how they, they come to Congress like a, like we have Congress here and vote every four years on a new president of FIFA. And the same guy has been in power now for the last Jesus, 20 some years. And if you're not, you're not aware, uh, 2018, it was in Russia. And now it's in Qatar, which is in Saudi Arabia, which what do those two things have in common? Dictatorships. So it basically talks about the fact that they it's, it's all bribed. Um, everyone gets paid off to have these hosts in their cities. And it's because of all the money that brings in the cities, the dictatorships, the leaders, all the money they get handed out to them. Funny story is in 2026, it's actually in the United States. So not sure if there were some salty dealings that took place there, but um, it's uh, it's a good show. Highly recommend, especially like the conspiracy theory, like, you know, whatever. But back in 2020, they made 14 different arrests of the entire FIFA um, panel of people for embezzlement, for racketeering, for basically it's legit a mob, a mob front for. Yeah, everything it sounds like it's like the but Sopranos it's, or something. It's, it's a good show. There are 45 minute episodes. I'm, I'm three into it right now. Um, but yeah, with the FIFA, with the World Cup starting on Sunday, this is probably worth watching this. Obviously, Netflix perfect timing for this, um, but it's worth a watch. You check check it out. I'll check that out. I actually I've been watching a lot of the uh, documentary things on Netflix. Netflix I was telling, has been hitting pretty well to documentaries lately with certain like topics. Yeah, I think you want to watch. Like I was telling Kyle, I watched the the Dream Team one. I don't I don't think anybody's talked about that. That the was really good. Team. The Redeem Team you that mean, was great. You I, mean I the learned. Let's give the ball to Kobe team. I learned yeah, so much about that. Like the the negative remarks people have about like the young group that was there the year that they that the united states lost like lebron etc everyone was like oh these guys suck they couldn't beat anybody and then you realize it's because they weren't they were thrown together at the last minute the, the larry brown the coach didn't want to play any of the young kids the, the practices were terrible like these there's a lot more into it than just watching these guys and expecting them to be great at basketball they're no dream team no but but it's funny though that like that's how people look at it they're like lebron's not better than jordan because lebron didn't win the gold in his rookie season in the olympics and it's like well watch this documentary you'll learn that larry brown didn't even want lebron on the team he didn't want him playing he kept the rookies off the court there was no teamwork there was no camaraderie nothing um the redeem team really dives into that i learned a lot it was really really a great documentary and then the tim donahue one like they're doing really good shit. Uh, I hate soccer personally. I, I don't give a single fuck about it, but I'll, I might watch this because I, I like the mob. It has nothing to do with actual, like, yeah. you don't show any kind of soccer playing really at all. Really I'm, I'm, into, I'm into crime. I'm into embezzlement. I'm into shit like that. So I'll check you, it out for that aspect. Like it, yeah. uh, my tip this week is a fun movie with the Foo Fighters, who I'm not even that big of a fan of, but they did a horror movie called Studio 666. It's available on the Stars app if you have it. Uh, it does feature every member of. Um, Foo Fighters, obviously in happier times because the drummer was alive when they made this movie. Uh, it's a good movie, though. It, it it takes place in a house in California, whatever. The, the the Foo Fighters are looking to record a new album, and Dave Grohl's like, we need to find the ultimate place. And they go to this house. Turns out that, like, 20 years ago, there was a murder there for, like, a cult thing. The house, house is pretty much, like, haunted. Uh, but the movie doesn't take itself serious. It's very stupid and cheesy at times, but in, like, a very fun way. And it's truly all those guys on there 
are the Foo Fighters. That's the whole band. They star in the movie. It's got Whitney Cummings, the comedian. It's got Jeff Garland in it, the actor that I'm sure everybody knows. It's got some actual like uh, people in it. But it was a really good movie. It was really fun. Didn't take itself serious at all. And that's what I really like about that. If you're going to make a horror movie and it's going to be super cheesy and dumb, at least own it. And they did that. It was actually a fun movie. They, they played some cool music in it. The acting is, is stupid and tacky. And there's like so much product placement. Like they have fucking Doritos and like Pepsi in every scene that they clearly got a lot of money for to do that. But that's what makes it funny. Like the dude in the hat there, he's always like, they don't show him getting high, but you could tell all these guys are just like fucked up doing the movie. And they're just like eating Doritos and shit. Like it's it's just a fun movie. It really is. I'm not gonna lie, when I when I saw this, I'm, I was supposed to be scrolling through the pictures you sent over to me for the show. And I thought this was legit like a new Foo Fighter album you were gonna like. No, it's it's a movie I'm that like, they, they the just made as like a joke. The Foo Fighters that no, album. I'm really not a big Foo Fighters fan at all. I mean, I respect <laughs> them. The, you know, kudos to any band that is successful, but uh this movie came out and I was like, eh, it's Dave Grohl, it's Foo Fighters, what do what I care? About? It it's on Stars. Stars, okay. Yeah, the Stars app. That's where I watched it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if you have, you know. Close your eyes, government, FBI. But if you have an illegal thing, I'm sure it's on something. You can watch oh, it we just got canceled now. now I, I paid for it. I watched it with my own money. I, I have I have the stars <laughs> app, but it was really good. It was fun. So check that one out. I thought it was a good watch. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, on behalf of everybody talking about balls, it's going to do it for us. Trust me. I know disco. Thank you for watching, everybody. <laughs>